and was only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain sex or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language, including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like, uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, not touch, also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like, a stroke. Good lie! Fuck it! Good lie! And an atheist almost always become supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue traditions. Decapitate her head off. We're done. Done. We're done. Obama! Welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, November 18th. Tonight we were going to... Not were. Fuck, we are going we to are. talk about the <laughs> Democratic debate. We're gonna, we also were, but we, now well, we are. Sure, yeah, were and are now doing this thing. Presently. Talking about the Democratic debate that aired Saturday, actually. Uh, I tried to talk you guys into coming and recording it that night, but... Yeah, I was okay with it. I didn't want to have to, like, <laughs> I was already, like, falling asleep going to work when I went to bed at nine. Yeah. So, well, and that, so I, I talked to you guys at the mass resignation event. Yes, which turned out fucking awesome. Mm. It was totally fucking cool, man. That was the largest turnout we've had at any of the mass resignations. Yeah. What, what did the final ever. number settle on? Because I see, I, I want to say place. the final number was something around 1600 something, actually, that day. Yeah. Hand in a resignation mm. letter. There were over 2,000 that contacted that lawyer to have them sent in by other means. And I would say between 1,500 and 2,000 people actually in attendance at the yeah. event. Mm-hmm. And then in addition to the, I, I believe it was between 1,000 and 1,500 that, that resigned that day there. Yes. Uh, Mark said that he had received over 2,000 other requests yes. from people to remove. And that's not including the, the people that are sending in their letters themselves. Right, and right. also some of those letters contain the entire family. Yeah. So This is also correct. So that's a conservative number. Did I already say this is episode 80? If not, you did now. Yay! Our Meg's nodding, yeah. Meg is <laughs> joining us in studio tonight. Our non-contributing guest. Her microphone is <laughs> on, perhaps but she doesn't... Contributing. She's she, thinking about it. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's <laughs> 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 a big deal about it. You, if you're going to talk, you got to get right up on it. Yep. Like that, yeah. Right in there. And then say things. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> so we're going to be doing the debate tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. The mass resignation was awesome. That was the largest yeah. turnout we've had at any of the mass resignations. I think more than the other ones combined. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> um, I think the, the previous largest one was probably the one when American Atheists were mm-hmm. coming out here, when, when David Silverman came out. And I think we had probably two hundred between two and three hundred people there. This one was fucking wow. Yeah. And the speakers were awesome. Yeah. Uh the one guy oh shit, I was gonna prepare all of this and I didn't have time. Uh the 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 older gentleman who said that he just came out nine months ago. Yeah. Don. Yeah. Don. His speech was fucking wow. Yeah, it was. Uh for those of you who were not there, uh um, Chris Chris was really good too. Yes, he was. Um, 
But for you, for those of you who were not there, uh, Don, are you going to... Well, and Ryan was filming. I yeah, I, I filmed all of the oh, speeches, no, you're, you're and I'll be uploading about, those. You were talking about uh, Mr. Fawcett. No. No, I'm talking about the guy who had the letter from 24 years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, there. Anyway, there was a there was a previously LDS man, previously uh, identifying as straight while being a closeted gay man, who was married for twenty some odd years. Yeah. Um, he gave a he gave a very nice speech about how uh, he was serving a calling uh, in the bishopric. I think he said he was first counselor. I think he was up there or Bishop. I can't remember. I anyway, have it on video. yeah, the video. I I can't wait for you to get the video up. But his speech was talking about um, having a young man in the congregation who had just returned from his LDS mission and went in and spoke to this guy and said, you know, I I have as the LDS Church refers to it, same sex attraction, and I don't know what to do. You know, I'm I'm very I'm feeling very conflicted and. You know, I'm really worried. My family's gonna gonna hate me. People are gonna ostracize me. You know, the things that always happen in the LDS church, mm-hmm. and um, that they say don't. Yeah, that they that they say no, that never happens. We never disown our family members. Bullshit. Um. So anyway, this this return missionary goes and talks to this guy. This guy listens to him and goes home and pens a letter. That he had full intention of of delivering to this young man sometime shortly thereafter, uh, basically letting him know that he knows exactly how he feels. He's been in that boat. What? No, I nothing. Know. <laughs> I know nobody caught it. I just it's just me. I'm on I'm He's, on the I'm on the old guy train right now. So I was like, <laughs> he went home and penned a letter. Like, <laughs> <"Where> <laughs> <he goes?"> we, <laughs> we were talking about ageism pre-show. Uh, so he goes he goes home Sorry. writes he goes home and writes a letter. And basically in the letter it tells, you know, it's a letter addressed to this, to this, uh, uh, LDS return missionary telling him that, you know, he knows how he feels because he has felt the same way. He, he is also a homosexual and, you know, that he doesn't need to feel alone. And, you know, basically this, this long letter to him and was planning to, to deliver it to him. For one reason or another, I think I think he said he was initially afraid to actually deliver it. Uh, by the time he finally worked up the nerve to do it, he found out that this kid had hung himself with his own belt in his parents' garage, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or or his own bedroom, I think it might have been. Yeah, I can't remember. But anyway, hung himself in, with the, his, own, in his parents' house. Yeah, hung himself That's with his belt was, yeah. in his parents' house uh, because he was because of the guilt he felt because of the religion mm-hmm. and and all that comes with it. And he had the letter there with him mm-hmm. 24 years later and yeah. said that he maintained living a lie for 24 years and just came out of the closet nine months ago. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the guilt that, that this guy had to have been carrying around for the last 20 plus years? Yeah. Like, uh, like had he only given this kid the letter? It could have made a difference. It, you know, maybe yeah. maybe he'd still be around, whatever. And 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 you know that he had to have felt this guilt because he, he kept, kept it. that yeah. letter yeah. for twenty four years yeah. and all, and all of it needlessly o- over something that you know ultimately really doesn't matter. And 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 over a church who has put so much pressure on it needlessly and and uh, for no good reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
hence the needlessly. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> but I should have those videos posted by Friday. I'll probably post them on Friday. Friday's my day. I got stuff I can do stuff on. So yeah, all of the speakers were really really good. Yep. Apparently, there was a speaker who is a cast member for a current season of Real. Real what the real house or what the fuck is that show? Uh, real world, real world, yeah. real world on MTV. That's that's on the re- on the um, on the music television <laughs> station. I didn't even know but Real World was still on. That's what I was apparently. Like, yeah, I didn't hmm. think it was on anymore. So I had. Did you guys have to sign a waiver? I had to sign a waiver. No, uh, you, you you signed a waiver. I was hiding behind the tree. Yeah, I had to sign a waiver because apparently I was in some of the shots. When, yeah. When he was speaking, his speech was very, all of the speakers were yeah. really, really good. Uh, it was very, very moving, very emotional, uh, day there in the park. I got sunburned. I didn't. I'm not ginger though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I wore a hat. <laughs> yeah. And I wore a hat thinking I'd better wear a hat or I'm going to scorch the top of my fucking head and didn't think to put sunscreen anywhere else. Huh. But the weather was awesome. The turnout was fantastic. The speakers were incredible. Uh, I want to thank Brooke and Lauren mm-hmm. and and Timmy and all of the other uh, organizers that that helped put this together. It was a fantastic event, yep. especially and and most importantly, thanks to Mark Noggle for all of the work he has he has done uh, representing everybody pro bono who mm-hmm. wants to resign from the church and yep. doesn't want to be harassed or hassled by right. any local leaders. Uh, offering his services for free to anybody who wants to resign. That's Really, really cool. Yep. So let's get into the bait. All right. The baities. Have you guys watched this at all yet? Uh, I started watching it, then I was like, I want to go to bed. <laughs> I, I have not watched a minute of it. I've seen some of the stuff on Facebook, yeah. but I've intentionally avoided it. Yeah. I had it on in the background over the weekend while I was okay. building shelves mm. in my office. So I am at a distinct disadvantage. Well, I, didn't, I, I didn't watch a whole lot of it because I went to bed and then I've been at work since. There were only a couple moments where I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Mm. But yeah, so I haven't really paid a whole lot of attention to it either. So let's get into it. CBS News brings you the Democratic presidential debate. Oh boy! Yay! <laughs> Most talked about Bernie Sanders at 59%, Clinton at 33%. Clinton. 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 Respond to our follow-ups. And O'Malley was 8%. Who is attacked by another yeah. candidate gets 30 seconds for rebuttal. Here's how we'll keep Who is attacked? Time. Yeah, After which doesn't happen asked, in the, the DNC, really. On. Someone gets when stabbed. The they have the same amount of time. The light turns red. That means stop talking. <laughs> That's what it means. I doubt that they're going to so actually do it. Started. You will that, each this, have these are all more GOP problems. For an opening statement to share your thoughts about the attacks well, yeah. in Paris. I did notice while listening to this America that first there was a lot Sanders. of them talking over each other and interrupting each other. Concur with you. Oh, was there more than with all Americans who were shocked and disgusted by what we saw in Paris yesterday. Mm. Together leading the world, this country will rid our planet of this barbarous organization and i wanted to mention too that they had this all planned out i can't remember exactly what the topic was they were initially going to talk Mm -hmm. about but then the attacks in paris happened and they decided that they were going to talk a lot more about foreign policy and and what to do about what's kind of a topical the scourge that is isis yeah Mm. called isis i'm running for president because as i go around this nation i talk to a lot of people And what I hear is people's concern that the economy we have is a rigged economy. People are working longer hours, 
for lower wages, and almost all of the new income and wealth goes to the top 1%. And then on top of that, we've got a corrupt campaign finance system. I will say Bernie did comb his hair. And billionaires <laughs> are pouring huge sums of money into super PACs, heavily influencing the political yeah. process. Yeah, it's not what out of place. What my campaign no. is about is a political revolution. This tie is Millions straight, too. Millions of people standing up and saying, enough is enough. Our government belongs to all of us yeah. and not just a handful yeah. of billionaires. All right, I mean, Senator Sanders. Nothing new, though. Secretary Clinton. Well, our prayers are with the people of uh, France. She does tonight, that every time. But that yeah, she's is the not only enough. one that does that. We need to she's have a, a resolve that yeah. will she's trying to, bring she's the world trying to together draw the moderate Republicans. to root out the uh-huh. kind of yep. radical jihadist ideology that motivates organizations like ISIS, a barbaric, ruthless, violent, jihadist terrorist group. Muslim. Yeah, she almost did This it. election is not only about electing a president, it's also about choosing our next commander-in-chief. And I will be laying out in detail wants it what so I bad. think I know. Yeah. we need to do with our friends and allies in Europe and elsewhere to do a better job of coordinating efforts against the scourge of terrorism. She used my word. Our country deserves no less because all of the other issues we want to deal with depend upon us being secure and strong. Governor O'Malley. My heart, like all of us in this room, John, and all the people across our country, my heart go out to the people of France in this moment. He's the only one that wears an American parents and American flag and daughters and family members. And as our hearts go out to them and as our prayers go out to them, we must remember this. That this is the new face of conflict and warfare. Not in the 20th century, but the new face of conflict and warfare in the 21st century. And there is no nation on the planet better able to adapt to this change than our nation. We must be able to work collaboratively with others. We must anticipate these threats before they happen. Well, if that's this the case, there the are many countries better challenge, able the new to sort anticipate of those. Well, he says we need to anticipate these threats before they happen. Uh, I've to. seen things since since then that said that the CIA had intelligence that yeah. they were going to strike. They were also France. saying that Iraq was giving intel over saying, hey, we're getting word that there might be a strike. Yeah. And I think even the week before, ISIS made a claim saying, hey, we will strike Europe. I know. And I just read a report about U.S. officials that have been tracking this, the mastermind behind the Paris attacks for a number of months. And there's two ways that I first took that. You know, either one, yeah, we knew about this guy and in in traditional U.S. fashion failed to do anything about it. Or number two, they they the French authorities came out with who this guy was and America's ego bumped up and like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We totally knew about the guy like for months. We played hipster on the terrorism. Way way before you guys even know about him. We knew about him, too. (laughs) We know he was a terrorist. You may may not have never heard of this guy, but. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah we, we liked him before he did anything big, <laughs> but uh yeah. So either way, the, well, U- the U.S. loses on those. But France doesn't fuck around with this either. Have no. you seen all the shit that they've done? Yeah, they were since like then, which makes me wonder what the fuck the U.S. has been doing for the last well, fifteen years over there. Yeah, like, like what are France we doing? Like, okay, we know exactly where they're training and where their compound is. We're gonna go and bomb the fuck out of this. And place. and and everybody knows that the U.S. and the and and the French 
share intelligence and information. Well, yeah. Like we know all of that stuff. What are we doing? We, I, th- I think we are going in doing strategic bombing, trying to avoid civilian casualties. And France said, "Fuck it." France was like, oh, France said, "We're going to turn you." We into, don't give a fuck about we're turning the area into a we're sheet of fucking glass. Everything. Yeah. And plus, oh. a lot of our bombing strikes, we were working in coordination with uh, NATO. Not, not the country that we're working directly with. I can't remember if it was Jordan. Uh, that was we're working with that we're taking the strikes out because we weren't just doing it all on our own. It was like, hey, we're getting, hey, can we go do this? Like, no, nah, we need to hit this and this and this. We had more. We're trying to take out oil refineries and factories on them, and they was more strategic in. getting rid of their. Yeah, yeah they, they, they just went and straight and leveled the fucking town. So it's a like, game we don't of give a Dune fuck about. Two to the U.S. military. It does, in fact, require new thinking, fresh approaches, and new leadership. As a former mayor and a former governor, there was never a single day, John, when I went to bed or woke up without realizing that this could happen in our own country. We have a lot of work to do to better prepare our nation and to better lead this world into this new century. All right. Thank you, Governor. It has happened here. What is he talking about? The terror attacks last night underscore the biggest challenge facing the next president in the United States. At a time of crisis, the country and the world look to the president for leadership and for answers. So, Secretary Clinton, I'd like to start with you. Hours before the attacks, President Obama said, I don't think ISIS is gaining strength. 72% of Americans think the fight against ISIS is going badly. Won't the legacy of this administration, which which you were a part of, won't that legacy be that it underestimated the threat from ISIS? Well, John, I think the that uh, we have to so. look at ISIS as the leading threat of an international terror network. It cannot be contained. It must be defeated. There is no question in my mind that if we summon our resources, both our leadership resources and all of the tools at our disposal, not just military force, which should be used as a last resort, but our diplomacy, our development aid, law enforcement, sharing of intelligence in a much more uh, open and cooperative way, that we can bring people together. But it cannot be an American fight. And I think what the president has consistently said, which I agree with, is that we will support those who take the fight to ISIS. That is why we have troops in Iraq that are helping to train and build back up the Iraqi military, why we have special operators in Syria working with the Kurds and Arabs, so that we can be supportive. But this cannot be an American fight, although American leadership is essential. But, uh, Secretary Clinton, the question was about... Where, Let me ISIS remind you about what I asked I'll you. I'll just add, the president referred to ISIS <laughs> yeah, as the JVU in a speech to the Council on Foreign Relations in June of 2014 said, I could not have predicted the extent to which ISIS could be effective in seizing cities in Iraq. So you've got prescriptions for the future, but how, how do we know if those prescriptions are any good if you missed it in the past? Well, John, look, I think that what happened when we abided by the agreement that George W. Bush uh, made with the Iraqis to leave uh, by 2011 is that an Iraqi army was left that had been trained and that was prepared to defend Iraq. Unfortunately, Clearly they Nuri al-Maliki, mm-hmm. the prime minister, set about decimating it. And then with the revolution against Assad, and I did early on say we needed to try to find a way to train and equip moderates very early so that we would have a better idea of how to deal with Assad, because I thought there would be uh, extremist groups filling the vacuum. So, yes, this has developed. I think that there are many other reasons why it has, in addition uh, to what happened in the region, but I don't think that the United States 
uh, has the bulk of the responsibility. I really put that on Assad and on the Iraqis and on the region itself. Okay, Governor O'Malley, would you critique the administration's response to ISIS? If the United States doesn't lead, who leads? No, I, I, would, um, I would disagree with, with Secretary Clinton respectfully on this score. Uh, this actually is America's fight. It cannot solely be America's fight. America is best when we work in collaboration with our allies. America is best when we are actually standing up to evil Why in this world. Why is it world. our fight? And ISIS, yeah. make yeah, no I'm mistake about it, that too. is an evil in this world. ISIS has brought down a Russian airliner. ISIS has now attacked a Western democracy in, in France. And we so do have attacked a role Russia in this. And Not France. solely ours, Why is this but we our must work collaboratively with other nations. The great failing I don't think it's our responsibility. 10 or 15 years, John, but we are has been our failing of world human police. intelligence on the ground. Yeah, and I'm Why? tired Our of role that. in yeah. the world is not to roam the globe looking for new dictators to topple. Our role in the world uh, is uh, to America make does not need to export a beacon its of hope, police. make ourselves stronger at home, but also our role in the world, yes, is also to confront evil when it rises. We took out the safe haven in Afghanistan, but now there is undoubtedly a larger safe haven, and we must rise to this occasion in collaboration and with alliances to confront it and invest in the future much better human intelligence so we know what the next steps are. Senator Sanders, you said that, you want to rid the that planet. Seemed, that seemed really incoherent to me. Like, why? Yeah, so it was, it was strange. So we're we're supposed he, to be the world police. And he also said undoubtedly. Yeah. <laughs> so we're supposed to be the world policemen who have destroyed a safe haven in Iraq, or which only sent them, or, or in Afghanistan, which only sent them into Syria. So how? Uh, the, I mean, I, that and, doesn't and, make any sense. And like, these aren't even the same people we fought in. Like that just means okay, we'll stop them. Here and they'll move elsewhere, yeah. and then we've got to stop them there, and they'll move elsewhere, and then mm-hmm. we stop them there, and then I, it's it's cat and mouse. I don't understand why we are concerning ourselves with this. They haven't they haven't attacked America since two thousand one, or, or sorry, fucking nine eleven. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> but well, that was that was a one. Yeah, yeah. It was okay. Yeah, yeah but that was, but that was Al Qaeda, right? That so, was Al Qaeda. This is yeah, a totally different group. Yeah, totally now. different group, and. And even Al Qaeda thinks these guys are extreme. Well, and arguably, a lot of the actions that we've taken have led a lot of these people to join ISIS and and to go and fight there, right? Sure. And we keep doing it. We keep yeah. They think they the think the mistakes. solution. They the yeah the the way to find peace is to go fight more wars. I don't. Uh, which is, seems strange on its face, but I I I understand us going into Afghanistan. I was I was supportive of that to go and get Bin Laden. I don't understand. Why we went into our, why didn't we go into Saudi Arabia? Yeah, no shit. Well, because they're rich and they have yeah. oil. Yeah, there's business relationships there, and Bush was in charge when we went over there. So I, I, he, I, he's he's got friends in the Saudi government. I think as far as our real goals with this, nine eleven wasn't his job. Uh, uh, <laughs> to, to you, it's, contrails, bro, contrails. I'm not no chemtrails, <laughs> and I'm not saying it was aliens, but it it is a UN <laughs> issue, and we are a big part of the UN. But it's it's yeah. United Nations, and yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. That's why I say it's a UN problem. It's not going, hey U.S., can you front the bill on this? Like, no. But we always all, do. We always do. But that's why I'm saying it should be a, a UN problem. Like, hey, we need to get together. This is what we have. This is what we can all collaborate with with all of our countries. Let's go and yeah, this before it harms any of our if if the surrounding UN, countries anymore. If the UN is an executive board meeting, the United States is the bro bouncer at the front door. <laughs> so called bro, so called. Yeah, with, I, I, was, with, I, I would say with the, all that the '90s the, tribal tattoos, the, the U.S. owns the club in which they're having the the meeting in and pay for the meeting. And yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe, maybe. I just I don't it. 
it's it's incoherent. It's incongruent with the reality that we see. Yeah. Of ISIS. In the previous debate, you said the greatest threat to national security was climate change. Do you still believe that? Absolutely. In yeah. fact, climate change is directly related to the growth of terrorism. And if we do not get our act together and listen to what the scientists say, you're going to see countries all over the world. This is what the CIA says. They're going to be struggling over limited amounts of water, limited amounts oh, of land to grow take. their crops. Yeah. And you're going to see all kinds of international conflict. But of course, international terrorism is a major issue that we have got to address. That's a really interesting today. take. And I agree with much of what uh, the secretary and, and the governor have said. But let me have one area of, of disagreement with the secretary. I think she said something like, the bulk of the responsibility is not ours. Well, in fact, I would argue that the disastrous invasion of Iraq, something that I strongly oppose, has unraveled yeah. the region completely and led to the rise of al-Qaeda uh, and to uh, ISIS. Now, in fact, what we have got to do, and I think there is widespread agreement here, is the United States cannot do it alone. What we need to do is lead an international coalition, which includes very significantly the coalition Muslim of the nations willing. in that region who are going to have to fight and defend their way of life. Quickly, just uh, let me ask you a follow-up on that, Senator Sanders. When you evil. say the disastrous vote on Iraq, uh, let's just be clear about what you're saying. You're saying Secretary Clinton, who was then Senator Clinton, voted for the Iraq war. And are you making a direct link between her vote for that uh, why are you trying war to court and what's happening man? now for ISIS, just so everybody well, can I don't clear think it any, I don't think any sensible person would disagree nice. that the invasion of nice. Iraq led to the massive level of instability we are seeing right now. I yeah. think that was one yeah. of the worst foreign policy blunders in the modern history yeah. of the United Way States. Way to not pull right, punches on that. Secretary Clinton respond nice to that. Job. Thank you, John. Well, I think it's important we put this in historic context. The United yeah. States has, unfortunately, been victimized by terrorism what? going back decades. Uh, in the 1980s, it was in Beirut, Lebanon, under President Reagan's administration, and 258 Americans, Marines, embassy personnel, and others were uh, murdered. We also had attacks on two of our embassies in uh, Tanzania and Kenya uh, when my husband was president. Again, Americans murdered. And then, of course, 9-11 happened, which happened before there was an invasion of Iraq. I have said the invasion of Iraq was a mistake, but I think if we're ever going to really tackle the problems posed by jihadi extreme terrorism, we need to understand it and realize that it has uh, antecedents to what happened in Iraq, and we have to continue to be vigilant about it. Senator Sanders, let me just follow this line of thinking. You've criticized then-Senator Clinton's vote. Do you have anything to criticize in the way she performed as Secretary of State? I think we have a disagreement. <laughs> uh, and uh, the disagreement is... It's like he doesn't want to actually say Bernie, it. would you go... I mean, clear, hold on the for a second. I mean, Iraq. <laughs> these, if you uh, look uh, at history, wait, John, you wait, will find that regime... They, they, they are pitting them against yeah, each other. Yeah, I hate, I hate that they're doing... Like, everything they're doing is trying to court controversy. Yeah. They, wa they want these... These candidates to fight like the fucking schoolyard bully Republicans are are doing right now, and I don't give a fuck about that. I don't care if he has a disagreement with Hillary on this or that thing. Let's talk about policy. Let's talk about what we're going to do to move forward. Obviously, ISIS is a problem. You know, what are we going to do about it? Let's not talk about these interpersonal relationship quarrels that these fucking. I, guys I'm just have. wondering if they'll do the same thing with O'Malley though. Or because he's, he's a side note. They, he's a side yeah. note. That's what I'm saying they're I'm, not going to ask O'Malley the same. Well, what did what did you disagree with Clinton's policies? Yeah, I mean he's he's already he's already kind of said a few things that 
could easily be controversial if they decided to pay him any attention. Senator Sanders, would you say that Hillary Clinton is a dumbass? Right, right. Uh, antecedents to what happened in Iraq, and we have to continue to be vigilant about it. Senator Sanders, let me just follow this line of thinking. You've criticized then-Senator Clinton's vote. Do you have anything to criticize in the way she performed as Secretary of State? I think we have a disagreement. Uh, And uh, the disagreement is that not only did I vote against the war in Iraq, if you look at history, John, you will find that regime change, whether it was in the early 50s in Iran, whether it was toppling Salvador Allende in Chile, uh, whether it is overthrowing the government of Guatemala way back when, these invasions, these these toppling of governments, regime changes, have unintended consequences. I would say that on this issue, I'm a little bit more conservative than the secretary. All right. So, uh, and that I am not a great fan of regime change. Senator, let me John, go to... John, may I, may I interject here? Secretary Clinton also said that we left behind... It was not just the invasion of Iraq, which Secretary Clinton voted for and has since said was a big mistake. And indeed it was. But it was also the cascading effects that followed that. It was also the disbanding of uh, many elements of the Iraqi army that are now showing up as part of ISIS. It was uh, 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 country after country without making the investment in human intelligence to understand who the new leaders were and the new forces. That's where their heart lies. Why? We need to be much more far thinking in this new 21st century era of of nation state failures and conflict. It's not just about getting rid of a single dictator. It is about understanding the secondary and third consequences that fall next. All right, Secretary. Well, and of course each of these cases needs to be looked at individually and analyzed. Part of the problem that we have currently in the Middle East is that Assad has hung on to power uh, with the very strong support of Russia and Iran and with the proxy of uh, Hezbollah uh, being there basically fighting his battles. So I don't think you can paint with a broad brush. This is an incredibly complicated region of the world. It's become more complicated. And many of the fights that are going on are not ones that because the United of one States of the decisions has you help put either in place. started or have a role in. The Shia-Sunni uh, split, the dictatorships that have suppressed people's aspirations, the increasing globalization without any real safety valve for people to have a better life. We saw that in Egypt. We saw a dictator overthrown. We saw a Muslim Brotherhood president installed, and then we saw him out. Not installed, fucking voted into place. I think we've got to understand the complexity of the world that we are facing, and no place is more That wasn't a regime change that we did. That was a fucking vote. The secretary's obviously... That was a democratic vote. ...complicated. Uh, But here's something that I believe we have to do as we put together an international coalition, and that is we have to understand that the Muslim nations in the region... Saudi Arabia, Iran, Turkey, Jordan, all of these nations, they're going to have to get their hands dirty, their boots on the ground. They are going to have to Thank you for bringing that up. This is a war for the soul of Islam. And those countries who are opposed to Islam, they are going to have to get deeply involved in a way that is not the case today. They're not opposed to Islam. We should be supportive of that effort. Yeah, I don't know what so that meant. So should the UK. So should France. Opposed to ISIS, maybe? I think maybe opposed to Islamic fundamentalism. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is very unfair yeah. to a few that you mentioned. 
uh, most particularly Jordan, which has put a lot on the line for the United States, has also taken in hundreds of Bring thousands of refugees from Syria and has been therefore subjected to threats and attacks uh, by extremists themselves. I do agree that in particular, kind of Turkey and the Gulf nations have got to make up their minds. Are they going to stand with us against this kind of jihadi radicalism or not? And there are many ways of doing it. They can provide forces. They can provide resources. Somebody told Hillary Clinton not to use the word Muslim or Islam. Use yeah. jihadi all the time. Always, always, always. Never mention Islam. Never mention yeah. that they're Muslim. Well, Just call them jihadis. Because not all Muslims are in ISIS. Yeah, some yeah. are in the Taliban, some are in Boko Haram, some are in Al Qaeda. <laughs> but they need to be absolutely clear about where they stand. Let me ask you, Secretary Clinton, a question about leadership. We're talking about what role does America take. Let me ask you about Libya. So Libya is a country in which ISIS has uh, taken hold in part because of the chaos after Muammar Gaddafi. That was an operation you championed. President Obama says this is the lesson he took from that operation. In an interview, he said the lesson was... Do we have an answer for the day after? Wasn't that here, here. supposed to be one of the lessons that we learned after the Iraq war? And how did you get it wrong with Libya if yeah, the key exactly. lesson of the Iraq war is have a plan for after? Well, we did have a plan. And I think it's Didn't go uh, so fair well. to say yeah. that uh, <laughs> of all of the Arab leaders, Gaddafi probably had more blood on his hands of Americans than anybody else. And when he moved on his own people, threatening uh, a massacre, genocide, uh, the Europeans and the Arabs, our allies and partners, uh, did ask for American help, and we provided it. And we didn't put a single boot on the ground, and uh, Gaddafi was deposed. The Libyans turned out for one of the most successful, fairest elections that any Arab country has had. They elected moderate leaders. Now, there has been a lot of turmoil and trouble as they have tried to deal with these radical elements, which you find in this arc of instability from North Africa to Afghanistan. And it is imperative that we do more, not only to help our friends and partners protect themselves and protect our own homeland, but also to work to try to deal with this arc of instability. Arc of instability? Is that what Ken Ham is building? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, because he's using steel. <laughs> plywood it's very instability concrete it's very instability have a lot of impact on what happens in a country like libya governor O'Malley, i want to ask you a question and you can add whatever you'd like to but let me ask you is the world too dangerous a place for a governor who has no foreign policy experience john the world is a very dangerous place but the world is not too dangerous of a place for the united states of america provided we act according to our principles provided we act intelligently I mean, let's talk about this arc of, of instability that Secretary Clinton talked about. Libya is now a mess. Syria is a mess. Uh, Iraq is a mess. Afghanistan is a mess. As Americans, we have shown our... I, I fucking... I, 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 I've been sitting here trying to think of what the fuck it was that George Bush called uh, Iraq... And it, it was it was the triangle of something or the I I do remember something about a triangle. It wasn't the arc of instability. It was the fucking axis of evil. Axis yeah, of yeah. evil. Thank you. Not triangle. When they're when she's saying the <laughs> the arc of instability, I'm thinking axis of evil. Though yeah. I couldn't think of the exact term, but I was thinking, well, this sounds fairly reminiscent of I something think the, we've heard before. I think Iraq. I there I mean, was the triangle of death between like Baghdad, Fallujah, and Decreed or something. I was going to say Saudi Arabia could be the hypotenuse in an asshole triangle with Iraq and Iran. 
ourselves um, uh, to have the greatest military on the face of the planet. But we are not so very good at anticipating threats and appreciating just how difficult it is to build up stable democracies, to make the investments in sustainable development that we must as a nation if we are to attack the root causes of, uh, of these sorts of, of instability. And I wanted to add one other thing, John, and I think it's important for all of us on this stage. I was in Burlington, Iowa. And a mom of a service member of ours who served two duties in Iraq. Story said, time. Governor no. Please, when you're with your other candidates and colleagues on, on stage, please don't use the term boots on, Iraq, on the ground. Please don't use the term boots on the ground. My son is not a pair of boots on the ground. These are American soldiers. And we fail them when we fail to take into account what happens the day after a dictator falls and when we fail to act with a whole-of-government approach with sustainable development, diplomacy, and our economic power in uh, alignment with our principles. Well, I think it's perfectly one um, fair to say it's that we invest. I, I, I kind of like that little thing you just said. A, yeah. um, some of the bravest well, yeah, people. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, I realize they're people you're putting yeah. where not with just with Secretary of State, where our development professionals who went sometimes alone, sometimes with our military into very dangerous places in Iraq, in Afghanistan, uh, elsewhere. So there does need to be a whole of government approach. Such as the Iraqs. Just because we're involved and we have (laughs) a strategy doesn't mean we're going to be able to dictate the outcome. These are often very long-term kinds of uh, investments that have to be. When you talk about the long-term consequences of war, Let's talk about the men and women who came home from war. The 500,000 who came home with PTSD and traumatic (laughs) brain injury. And I would hope that in the midst of all of this discussion, this country makes certain that we do not turn our backs on the men and women who put their lives on the line to defend us and that we stand with them as they have stood with us. Secretary Clinton, you mentioned radical jihadists. Nobody's yeah. Marco clapping Rubio, for also running here. for president, said that this attack the showed, the attack in Paris yeah. showed, that we are at war with radical Islam. Do you agree with that characterization, radical Islam? I don't think we're at war with Islam. I don't think we're at war yeah. with all Muslims. I think we're at war with jihadists who have... Just to interrupt, uh, he, he yes. didn't say all Muslims. He just said radical Islam. Is that a phrase you don't... I think that you can you can talk about Islamists who they told me to say um, jihadists. Yeah. Come on, so jihadists. But I think it's it's not particularly helpful. I think you're right. to make the case that uh, Senator Sanders was just making that I agree with that we've got to reach out to Muslim countries. We've got to have them be part of our coalition. They don't if want they to be part. Running for then what? Uh, president who basically short cut it to say we are somehow against Islam. That was one of the real contributions, despite all the other problems that George W. Bush made after 9-11, when he basically said, after going to a mosque in Washington, we are not at war with Islam or Muslims. We are at war with violent extremism. We are at war with who people are from who what religion? Their religion yeah. for purposes of power and oppression. Um, and yes, we are at war we with We are at people, war with Muslims. I don't want us to be painted Radical too Muslims. broad a brush. The reason I ask is that you gave a speech at Georgetown University in which you said so that it was Chink important said. to show, quote, respect even for one's enemies. Chank Uyghur, Bernie Sanders has most substantive answer. We need to put more responsibility on our Muslim allies in region and fighting ISIS. Yep. That is the most substantive answer. Absolutely. What the fuck is Saudi doing right now besides rejecting refugees and watching the world burn? 
I don't know if they're flying any sorties, but I know the Kurds are helping us out quite a bit. Well, the Kurds is a whole different thing. Well, I mean, they're Muslim. Yes, but this this is very different. And they're, I mean, the, they're, they're the closest region to them, so that's why they're fighting so hard. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that's a that's an extremely oppressed minority who's trying to gain. You know, oh yeah. Well, the, and the, it, the fact and it's is the, true. Saudi, the Saudis have everything they want right now, and they're just throwing their hands in the air. Too bad. I mean, the Kurds are actually fighting for stuff that they need need I, and I'm, want. I'm not a hundred percent if the Saudis really even have a, a the ability to put boots in the ground besides what they have for their local interests. Hey. They're soldiers out why there. Would, well, that's why, why I was using that term. <laughs> why would they not? They they are a first world country. Why would they not have that kind of force yeah. to protect? No, because I don't think is they it because have they the lead numbers. on America. Yeah, well, they do lead on the rest of the country the too because they've to never fight been their wars. They, they, they never, lean on us to do their wet work. I'm not, yep. I'm, and I'm not 100 percent on what their actual standing is for an actual ground force because i know yeah. i know saudi has an air force i know saudi has a navy but i don't know if they actually have like an army or marine force well so here's a here's a question i don't give a shit then what that's what do they do a, then oh. <laughs> well <laughs> i was gonna say I'm, I, I don't give a shit that's not a question <laughs> that's, that's not a, <laughs> we don't I, that's what i'm saying i'm like i'm 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 not 100 percent, but i'd be fairly certain that saudi's air force is at least doing something and i'm not necessarily putting all of this on you ryan <laughs> like yeah that this yeah. is all you, you i'm know, like well, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm saying attacked. come I'm, on mr military man <laughs> give us an answer <laughs> but what but what i'm saying we have is, ways of making you tell us things you know in instead of instead of putting spinning rims on a gold-plated jet ski why don't they fucking start supporting their region you know why don't they or, or at least help people who are trying to support the you, region you do realize help protect their own assets. that nobody that's actually a saudi citizen works what? but but the royal family this the saudi no. family like people who are actually everything in saudi is contracted out already okay because everyone there gets fucking like you know like you live in alaska hey i get a thousand dollar check a year for having oils there like hey guess what i get a hundred thousand dollars a year for having oil i don't need to do shit yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just tired of give, i'm just that. tired of giving them a free pass I am yeah, too. actual Saudi citizens don't work. Huh. None of them work. All the people that work in Saudi that that work in the hotels and their restaurants, new stuff, are all brought in from other countries. Well, great. Then you have a then you have a massive population that's ready to go to war. So well, what I'm saying is they don't have people that are like, I don't need to join the military. I got a hundred thousand dollars in my back, but they don't have people signing up for a military. Well, and it's true that the that the majority of victims of ISIS are other Muslims, but that doesn't at all fucking mean that we are not at war with Muslim extremists. Right. We are. Yeah. I don't. I it, it. Yeah. Pisses me off that nobody will fucking say that who's running mm-hmm. for office, and, yeah. and unless they're fucking crazy pants Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to understand and, insofar as psychologically possible, empathize with their perspective and point of view. Can you explain what that means in the context of this? Like it's, sorry, it's like saying, you know, we we all agree that Westboro Baptist Church is a bunch of fucking loonies who we all disagree with, and they're shitheads for doing the things that they do. Why can't the Democrats and the rest of the Republicans all say that about the Muslim extremists? They're Muslim. They're extremists. They're the ones who are in ISIS. They're the ones causing problems. They're not just jihadists. <laughs> They're Muslim extremists. Yeah. Yep. They're doing it because of Islam. They're Appar- Islamic extremists. Apparently, Saudi's been dealing with fighting uh, Hezbollah quite a, a bit this year. Okay, so now I will put you in this slight apologist category. 
You just Googled that shit. Yeah. <laughs> to defend Saudi. Well, it says this well, article's from June 26th. Why? Heavy Saudi attacks on the area fighting yeah. against Hamas and uh, fighting out, uh, coming out of Yemen. Yeah. Oh, so they're, they're securing their own borders. Well, yeah. It also says they're also doing... Uh, no, I want to. Iran attacks against ISIS or target ISIS. Yeah. So, so they are they are doing the, the only thing that Saudi has, to my knowledge, that they can actually fight with is an air force and a navy. They don't have an army or marines like we have. I don't know kind of anything stuff. about their military capacity. So, so that's why a lot of countries right now, us, Jordan, European countries, they, Russia, we're all fu- we're all doing air stories over there. So the only so, thing I know about their military capacity is that they should have more. Yes. Because of how fucking wealthy they yeah, are, that yes. they should be contributing more. Well, they yeah. bought all. That's our what st- I know about their military capacity. Yeah, they, they, bu- they buy all of our toys. That's how they can afford them. Yeah, yeah. They're the ones that buy the American aircrafts and buy the American warships. Everybody buys American technology. To oh, fight some their people own buy wars. the old shit. Yeah, they have sixteens, F sixteens, old F yeah, eighteen and stuff. <laughs> they can afford new shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they buy stripped down versions of F sixteen. Yeah, every everyone gets stripped down because we don't want to send over all the technology I, with them. When I saw the French were were doing their their bombing and everything, and they had their fighter jets out, I I meant to do a search and see what kind of jets those actually are. And where they come from. most European countries fly out tornadoes still. Yeah, they don't. They all, they have their own aircraft. So I didn't know if they were flying tornadoes over there or not with the French. I don't know. Oh, the French have their own. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, while the, while the Saudis are doing as close as they possibly can while not accomplishing nothing. Well, they just aren't making the not news. Not accomplishing nothing. Yeah, I meant the, the, <laughs> the double negative was intentional. As, as little as they possibly can with not accomplishing nothing. They just don't have a big military. I, I don't know what yeah. to say about well, it. Well, they fucking need to. Yeah. Kind of barbarism? I think with this kind of barbarism and nihilism... Um, nihilism, it's very hard to nihilism. Other than the lust for power, the rejection of modernity, the I'm a total disregard for <laughs> human rights, uh, freedom, or any other value that we know and uh, respect. Historically, dude. it is important <laughs> to try to understand your adversary in order to figure out how they are thinking, what they will be doing, how they will react. Um, I, I plead uh, that it's very difficult when you deal with uh, ISIS and organizations like that whose, whose behavior is so barbaric and so vicious uh, that it doesn't seem to have any purpose other than lust for killing and power, and that's very difficult to put ourselves in John, the other shoes. Sounds like the Republicans. Very quickly, do either of you, ra- radical Islam, do either of you use I don't that know, phrase? I don't think the term is what's important. What is important to it understand... It is important is we have organizations, whether it is ISIS or Al-Qaeda, who do believe we should go back several thousand years. We should make women third-class citizens, that we should allow children to be sexually assaulted, that they are a danger to modern society, and that this world, with American leadership, can and must come together to destroy them. We can do that. And it requires an entire world to come together including in a very active way the muslim nations governor you've been making the case when you talk about lack of forward vision you're essentially saying that secretary clinton lacks that vision and this critique matches up with this discussion of language the critique is that the softness of language betrays a softness of approach so if this language if you don't call it by what it is how can your approach be effective to the cause? That's the critique. I believe calling it what it is, it's to say radical jihadis. Ah, That's you missed it. it. <laughs> oh, you John, missed let's it. Let's not fall into the trap of thinking that all of our Muslim 
American Can we have radical jihadi Christians? Are somehow our enemies here. They are well, our first line of defense. And not, we are going to be jihadism able to defeat is, is a, yeah, I mean, on the Muslim idea. As well as in this world. Uh, because of the... When you, you, know, when you declare a jihad, it means you're going to... This basically saying, I'm declaring war. This brutal and barbaric group is perverting the name of a great world religion. Uh, it's not now, great. Like never before. None of them are great. Muslim American neighbors to stand up and to uh, and to be a part of this. Secretary Clinton, the uh, French president has called this attack an act of war. Yes. A couple of days ago, you were it asked is. if you would declare war on ISIS, and you said no. Would you? Would you? What would you say now? Well, well France we, declared war. We basically, have an authorization yeah. to yeah, use military force against terrorists. We uh, passed it well, after 9/11. And you think that covers all of this? It, it certainly does cover it. I, I would like to see it updated. If you were in the Senate, if you were in the Senate, would you be okay with uh, the Commander no. Chief doing that yeah, without coming exactly. back to you? No, it would have to go through the Congress. And I know the White House has actually been working with members of Congress. Maybe now Lindsey we can Graham would be all over get it, it moving yeah. so that we can upgrade it bom, so that bom, it does bom, include. Bom, all the tools and war, everything war, in our war. arsenal that we can use to try to work with our allies and our friends, come up with better intelligence. You know, it is difficult finding intelligence that is actionable in a lot of these places, but we have to keep trying. And we have to do more to prevent the flood of foreign fighters who have gone to Syria, especially the ones with Western passports, to come back. So there's a lot of work we need to do, and I want to be sure that what's called the AUMF has the authority that is needed going forward. Hey, you motherfucker. Let's add to whatever you've got to say. (laughs) Refugees. You've been a little vague on what you would do about the Syrian refugees. What's your view on them now? Let me me do that, but let me pick up an issue, a very important issue that we have not yet discussed. This nation is the most powerful military in the world. We're spending over $600 billion a year on the military. And yet significantly less than 10% of that money is used to be fighting international terrorism. We are spending hundreds of billions of dollars maintaining 5,000 nuclear weapons. I think we need major reform in the military, making it more cost-effective, but also focusing on the real crisis that faces the Cold War. Could we is even over, use all of and them? And our focus no. has got to be on intelligence, <laughs> mutual destruction, increased yeah. manpower, assured mutual destruction. I believe that the United States has the moral would- responsibility. With Europe, your why would you need them? Gulf, give or take a dozen, like Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it's like a billionaire. Sure like, oh, you got one billion? I got seven billion. Like <laughs> Afghanistan and yeah. Syria with nothing more than the clothing on their back. That of course we reach out. Now, what the magic number is, I don't know because we don't know the extent of the problem. But I certainly think that the United States should take its full responsibility. Sean Spicer, Governor Mal, you have a magic number. I think it's sixty-five thousand. Does that number go up or down based on what happened? Yet? Yeah, yeah. Sean Spicer's tweet. Wow. At Hillary Clinton refuses to acknowledge fight radical Islam. Yeah, they keep yep. playing like the same eight tweets over and over again. Yeah, they're well, they're all. Are they the same or are they? Yeah, because I've seen people? that. I've seen that one like three times already. Oh yeah, you couldn't have. She just said it. No, that one came up right off the bat in the beginning. Oh. Well, this th- that last little bit reminded me of this status update that I shared from Dan Arell, uh, who has previously mm-hmm. been a guest on the show. Uh, but his his status that I shared was, you ever notice that the people saying we need to help our own homeless and poor people before we help Syrians are the same people who do nothing to help our homeless yeah. or poor? Yeah, exactly. Weird. Exactly right. And that's, that's the thing. Is everybody like, well, why don't we help your people at home? Like, you're only worried about this now? 
yeah. when, when it comes to bringing Syrian refugees in. I'm like, we've been taking in refugees for a long, long, yeah, yeah. long I mean, time. These are these are all the same people who consistently and repeatedly vote down for social programs and yeah. aid for people making less than a hundred thousand a year or whatever. We need to take care of our own, but we're not going to fucking do it. Well, what they mean by our own is the the, the top one or two yeah. percent. But even people who aren't in that say, well, we need to take care of a homeless. Like, well, yeah, but. So vote. So what do you do to do that? Why, why don't we vote? Nothing, because they're despicable. They need to and, pull uh, themselves up by their own bootstraps. Yeah. If only there was some kind of story about a homeless Middle Eastern man being turned away by uh, <laughs> I know tyrants who had the space. If, I mean, especially if they could find one they liked. Yeah, especially this time of year. <laughs> Yesterday. John, I was the first person on this stage to say that we should accept the 65,000 Syrian refugees that were, were fleeing the sort of murder of, uh, of ISIL. And I believe that that needs to be done with proper screening. But accommodating 65,000 refugees well, in does kind of today, sound like Carson. people of 320 million, is akin to making room for six and a half more he people did there when he in a baseball stadium with 32,000. Sounds there like Graham, too. To lead and to be a moral yeah. leader in this world rather than at the opposite end of a drone strike. But I would want to agree with something that Senator Sanders says. The nature of warfare has changed. This is not a conflict where we send in the third divisions of Marines. This is a, a new era of conflict where traditional ways of, of huge standing armies are not as uh, serve our purposes as well as special ops, better intelligence, and being more proactive. Just very quickly, 65,000, the number stays. That's what I understand is the request from the international... But for uh, you, what, what do you want? I would want us to take our place among the nations of the okay. world to alleviate this sort of death and right. the, the, the specter we saw of little kids' Secretary, bodies washing Secretary, up on a beach. Secretary Clinton, let me ask you a question from Twitter, which mm. has come in. Uh, and this is a question on this issue of, uh, of refugees. The question is, with the U.S. preparing to absorb Syrian refugees, how do you propose we... Jeb Bush tweeted, yes, we are at war with radical Islamic terrorism. Yep. I agree with Jeb Bush on something. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Screen those coming in to keep our citizens safe. I think that is the number one requirement. I also said that we should take uh, uh, increased numbers of refugees. The administration originally said 10. I said we should go to 65. But only if we have as careful a screening and vetting process as we can imagine whatever resources What are you going to do to vet uh, them? What a total waste of resources. We already do screen uh, refugees in any way, uh, more than we screen a gun owner. People yeah. who wish yeah. us harm to come into our country. And it's a complete waste of resources. About what you're never, never going to... What are they going to admit it that's when they stupid, show up? Yeah, that's a stupid I mean, arguing point. No. Do you hate America? Yes or no? Uh, right. Would you like to wage jihad in America, yes right. or no? Right. What I mean, the fuck are they going to say? I'm not, ass course, I'm not assuming I'm anything. Here. I'm not assuming you're Muslim or anything, but jihadist. <laughs> from yes from, no. from what I've heard, is as far as with every refugee, doesn't matter what country you're coming from, you are you're screened harder than any other way of getting it. Like if you want to come in for a visa, it's way easier to get a work visa in this country than it is to to qualify for refugee status. Yeah, unless you're from the Cuba. way. Well, not that's including not not including boats. Yeah. Like your own raft. And you make your own raft and float over here like, oh, you're here. Welcome. No, not including that form. Unless you're from Haiti. <laughs> no, I guess... It, it, it is all different. I mean... Well, I've, I've, from what I've heard that the, the, the process of being screened as, a, as a, a refugee is pretty stringent. It's not like it's like, oh, you... 
disqualify and we'll bring you in. It's like you've got to meet a lot of criteria and be considered. But in any case, her plan taken. her plan is absolutely worthless. I'm saying we already spent a shitload of money on screening and well, and it's all a waste of money anyway because you're never going to know. I mean, that, I mean, like Im- imagine if a grocery store had a whole line full of security that you had to get through to go into shop and they were asking you questions like do you plan to shoplift while you're in here well do you have enough money to yeah. buy an item while and, you're it, in it here it might not even be it's fucking worthless it might not even be dangerous asking those questions i don't know i don't know what the process is i don't know if it's sitting there and you got to answer a fucking questionnaire yeah, just, or if they're actually doing actually taking and looking this person up in the fucking international fluff. databases what's that it's all fluff yeah all yeah it's it. fluff yeah it's fluff and, and then and Governor O'Malley said, we do have to take a hard look at the defense budget and we do have to figure out how we get ready to fight the adversaries of the future, not the past. But we have to also be very clear that we do Why have would some we be continuing fighting adversaries challenges. Of the past? We've got That's... challenges in the South China Sea Hitler! because of what China is doing in building up Don't uh, these Hitler. military installations. We have problems with Russia. Just the other day, Russia allowed a uh, television camera to see the plans for a drone submarine that could carry a tactical nuclear weapon. So we've got to look at the full range and then come to some smart decisions about how to have a more Streamlined and focused defense. All right, Senator Sands, I'm sorry. We're going to have to take the a break she's now. Made in the we past. will have more of the Democratic debate here from Drake University in Des Moines. And we're going to take a little break right now for some right. announcements and maybe a potty break. Maybe a potty break. <laughs> sure. You weak-bladdered-minded people. Hey, I, I've, no, I've decided, that, I've decided I that the whole reason <laughs> that Matt has to pee so often is because he drinks beer. Mm-hmm. Much but, more beer than than you drink. Oh yeah, and I'm yeah. drinking the liquor, but it's the beer that does you in. I've so. also trained my bladder to hold large amounts of urine. <laughs> that may be true too. I've trained it. Okay, but, bladder, you wait. You wait right here. <laughs> but yeah, right. I mean to to go back to Dan's first point. What, is this your second, third, third beer? That's my fourteenth. Yeah, but I can. I need to. I need. To, I need to drive responsibly. You've got a driver tonight. Yeah, we'll be right back. <laughs> this podcast is awesome. I love how they've used the word "fuck" for every part of the English language. Didn't miss one. But if you really love the pervasive use of the word "fuck" like I do, when you finish up here, you should head over to my podcast, Unbuckling the Bible Belt. You'll get to hear me, Sharon Bush, and my co-host, Joe Kiddick, fuck each other to death. Wait, that didn't come out right. And we're back! Whoa! That was weird, right? I know. Like, we could have been gone for fucking hours and nobody would know. Dude, we could be doing this the next day. Yeah. Maybe we are. I took a nap. Matt has peed five times in the time yes. that we've been missing. Hey. And I'm still controlling hey. my bladder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready? Call control if you want. Want to hear about it? Here go. I don't, I don't have to pee after three beers either. By the way, the financial squeeze on the middle class. For that, we go to my did. CSU's It may be small, Nancy but still. John, thanks so much. We've Not my bladder, my penis. During the course of this well, campaign, we, about the things that about. you'd like to do uh, that you say would help the middle class. But we haven't learned quite as much about who would pick up the tab. 
So, Secretary Clinton, first to you. You want to cap individuals' prescription drug costs at $250 a month. You want to make public college debt-free. You want community college to Why be free Why does it have to be a cap of 250 Why can't it be fucking zero? Single-payer so shit. who pays for yeah. all that? Is it employers? Is it the taxpayers? And which taxpayers? Well, first of all, it isn't the middle class. I have made very clear that uh, hardworking middle-class families need a raise, not a tax increase. In fact, uh, Wages adjusted for inflation haven't risen since uh, uh, the turn of the last century after my husband's administration. So we have a lot of work to do to get jobs going again, get incomes rising again. You know and I have laid out specific pay? plans. You can my go to my website, HillaryClinton.com, and read the details. And I will pay for it by, yes, taxing the wealthy more, closing corporate loopholes, deductions, and other kinds of favorable treatment. And I can do it without raising the debt, without raising taxes on the middle class, and making it reasonably uh, manageable within our budget reasonably so that we manageable? can be fiscally responsible at the same time. But a quick follow-up on that $250 a month cap. <laughs> Governor Mike Huckabee tweets, You're all grown up now. You can do it. Three words, ten syllables. Say it with me. Quote, radical Islamic terrorism. I just want to make sure it's ten syllables really quick. Radical. Yep, it is. Yep. Okay. I'm counting out on my fingers here. I got, I got a clap. I'm like, how do I count on my fingers when I got a clap? Radical. Yeah, how do, that, how do you... You got to take your shoes off and count with your toes. I know. I was hoping you would count while I clapped. Oh, I just team, counted on my fingers. Team effort here. The pharmaceutical companies and the insurance companies just pass that cost on to the consumers in the form of higher premiums? Well, we're going to have to redo the way the prescription drug uh, industry does business. For example, it is outrageous that we don't have an opportunity for Medicare to negotiate for lower prices. Oh, Bernie. In fact, American uh, consumers pay the highest prices in the world for drugs that we help to be developed through the National Institutes of Health. Drugs that were developed here in the United States. Yeah. So there's more to my plan than just the cap. We have to go after price gouging and monopolistic oh, practices. And Why would get we Medicare vote for you when you're just adopting the policies O'Malley, of Sanders? You also want to make public college debt free. You want to right. states to freeze tuition. Uh, you've got your own family leave plan. How would you pay for it? In Maryland, you raise the sales tax, you raise the gas tax, and you raise taxes on families making over $150,000 a year. Is that the blueprint? Now, Nancy, the blueprint in Maryland that we followed was, yes, we did, in fact, raise the uh, sales tax by a penny, and we made our public schools the best public schools in America for False. five years in a row with that investment. No. And, yes, we did ask everyone by a penny? Uh, the How top does that 14% work? Maryland, of Maryland, no matter what you buy, it's a penny more. I don't think Maryland's public schools have been we the best the in the nation to go forever. Four years in, in a row ever. with that yeah. penny's increase to college tuition. So while other candidates will talk about the things Are they would Are you talking about like 1% do, or one penny on any fucking thing you want to buy? In a yeah. state that defended not only a AAA bond rating, but the highest median income. I hate in when they America. do stupid shit like that. that. Like, they figure everybody's many a dummy. Of the things that we need to do again. Well, a penny for every dollar you make. The most are skills of our people, our infrastructure, and research and development, and also climate change. Uh, by the elimination of one big entitlement, the buzzword that out we there. can no longer afford as a people. And that is the entitlement that many of our super wealthiest citizens feel they are entitled to pay, namely a much lower income tax rate and a lower tax rate on capital gains. I believe capital gains, for the most part, should be taxed the same way we tax incomes from hard work, sweat, and toil. And if what do you mean for the most part? We can be a, yeah, a country be. that actually can be, afford it. They should be higher than that. Yet. 
Senator There's only Sanders, these terms. you want yeah, to make public policy altogether. You want to increase what Social Security benefits, about? and you want to send, spend a trillion dollars on infrastructure. So you've said that to do some of these things, you'll impose a tax on top earners. How high would their rate go in a Sanders administration? Ninety-nine percent. Put those proposals, and you're absolutely right. That is They'd what still I want to do. That is what has to happen if we're going to revitalize and rebuild the crumbling middle class. Uh, in the last 30 years, there has been a massive redistribution of wealth. And I know that term gets my Republican friends nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Problem yeah. is, this redistribution has gone in the wrong direction. Trillions yeah, of dollars exactly. have gone from the middle class and working families to the top one-tenth of one percent who have doubled the percentage of wealth they now own. Yes, I do believe that we must end corporate loopholes such that major corporations year after year pay virtually zero in federal income tax because they're stashing their money in the Cayman Islands. Yes, I do believe there must be a tax on Wall Street speculation. We bailed out Wall Street. It's their time to bail out the middle class, help our kids be able to go to college tuition free. So we pay for this by due demanding that the wealthiest people and the largest corporation who have gotten away with murder for years start paying their fair share. Well, let's get specific. How high would you go? You've said before you'd go above 50%. How high? Sure. We haven't come up with an exact number yet, but it will not be as high as the number under Dwight D. Eisenhower, which was 90%. But it will be. <laughs> I'm not that much well, of a... She, so the, the yeah, moderator they're, they're is laughing like at him. acting like that's ridiculous. Well, no, I th- she's laughing at him, and I can't entirely blame her because this far into the campaign, how can you not have that number nailed down? Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, how, how you you say it's going to be more than 50%, but less than 90. That's a big margin. Yeah, that's huge. That's, that's a pretty that's fucking, a 40% margin. That's a giant fucking yeah. swing. And how can you not have that information? Yeah. Yet? Well, who knows? I mean, I, I, I mean, I agree. It I mean, if you're, like, if you're taking like your campaign seriously and you want, and you say you're all about, you know, changing the the wealth inequality. What are your plans for it, and how have you come this far without having a fucking plan nailed down for it? Well, I, look I at mean, Carson. I like Bernie, but this, I, I, I this know was you do. a terrible fucking answer. Yeah, it it was superficially, but I would I, w- I would say he said not less than fifty percent. If you tax the top two percent, which he said it might take more than the top one, maybe the top two or three. If you tax the top two percent at fifty rather than point zero zero five. You've already made tremendous headway towards accomplishing all the goals he's talking about. Maybe yeah. all of them. They well, they pay more than point zero. I know, but I'm just saying. True. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's absolutely ludicrous. The the I just the think that was a really lo- terrible answer. And like, taxing the, 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 answer, the answer was bad. Yeah. Yes. Like, why would he not have that information? If he had the information right there, it'd be way more powerful. I mean, that to me, to me, that reeks of my campaign wasn't really prepared to come this far, and we didn't think we were going to be doing as well as we are, and we're still working on things, and you'll have to give us more time. Like, or is it better to say, hey, we're taking the the time to actually analyze all the numbers and find the best answer versus that would have been a better answer a bullshit answer right now instead of just well it's going to be more than 50 but less than 90 okay we're we're not we we want to spend more than a couple days on this we want to really analyze it get all the numbers in and actually figure out what is the actual number that we should be doing this at versus it was eh. like a certain number anyway can he say 70 and make that happen like a lot of people have to agree yeah plan like it's not just yeah well, and, 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 lo- but like I say, I mean, either way, that was a terrible answer. It was. Mm-hmm. That, that, yeah. 
regardless of what he has going on or not going on or what he knows or doesn't know, that was a bad answer. Yeah. And I'm already surprised that Wall Street really doesn't get taxed on a lot of that shit they do. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to guess and do, oh, we lost. Oh, we don't well, worry. And O'Malley's answer wasn't much better when he just said, well, yeah, yeah the capital gains should be taxed mm-hmm. more for some or most of it. Like, no, well, for all of it. And and yeah. part, part of the problem is Bernie's surge has forced O'Malley and Clinton to adopt some of the verbiage and some of yeah. the, the, mm-hmm. the ideas of Bernie Sanders. And so, of, of course, their ideas are going to be more vague. But, you know, at the same time, um, he needs to be at the front of it. Yeah, yes, but I mean, there's a balance there too because he's also breaking ground. You know, he's not he's not following in the footsteps like George W. Bush did with his father, and his father did with Reagan, and they did with Nixon. Yeah. And, you know, this is he's breaking new ground, and so you know, I mean, well, and he's I dragging think it, everybody else back to the left instead of the center. Yeah, and so I think it's I think it's fair to give him a, a break or two here and there when he doesn't have every perfect answer for everything. I mean, he's he's setting the mark. He's he's yeah. the one that's in the lead right now. I mean, he I mean, not in the lead in terms of polls, but I'm saying he he's the one that's blazing the trail yeah. at this point. But I, but I guess he's, on the other he, he's not co- he's not yeah. copying the policies no. of somebody else that he can lean on. He he's got to have every single answer, not just copy pasted from but, Reagan or whatever it is. He's got to create yeah. all of the answers. I, for on, on the other hand, though, they should have expected this to be a question that was going to be brought up tonight. Yep. They should have had a I, valid I response to the question already thought yeah. of. I, I, of I agree. Anybody's disagreeing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially since it's been such a cornerstone of his campaign. Yeah. 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 Socialist compared to Yeah, that's, that's why I was shocked. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but we are going to end I'm sorry. I'm not sure why everybody's applauding. I know. It was the first act that I've just been here. First applause. How high? We haven't come up with an exact number yet, but it will not be as high as the number under Dwight D. Eisenhower, which was 90%. But it will be. I'm not that much of a socialist compared to Eisenhower. (laughs) That's what it was. He made a joke. Absurdity, as Warren Buffett often reminds us. That's right. That billionaires pay an effective tax rate lower than nurses or truck drivers. That makes no sense at all. That's what I was saying. Real tax reform. I mean, it's ridiculous. And the wealthiest and large corporations will pay when I'm president. I mean, I point out that under Ronald Reagan's first term, the highest marginal rate was 70 (laughs) percent. And in talking to a lot of our neighbors who are in that super wealthy millionaire millionaire category, Mr. Rogers. Great numbers of them love their country enough <laughs> Hello, to do more neighbor, like in order to create more opportunity for America's Hi, middle class. Secretary Clinton, Americans say that health care costs and wages are their top financial concerns. And health care deductibles alone have risen 67% over the past five years. Is this something that Obamacare was designed to address? And if not, why not? Well, look, I believe that we've made great progress as a country with yes, the Affordable Care Act. Uh, we've it's been struggling to get this have. done since Harry Truman, and it was not only a great accomplishment of the Democratic Party, but of President Obama. I do think that it's important to defend it. The Republicans have voted to repeal it nearly 60 times. They would like to rip it up and start all over again, throw our nation back into this really contentious debate that we've had about health care for quite some time now. 
I want to build on and improve the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. I would certainly tackle the cost issues because I think that once the foundation was laid with a system to try to get as many people as possible into it to end insurance discrimination against people with pre-existing conditions or women, for That's example. That's what people don't understand that, yes, about it. Yes, we were going to have to figure out how to get more competition in the insurance market. It's going to take a little to while to start functioning of, Particularly properly. prescription drugs, yeah. but other out-of-pocket expenses down. But I think it's important to understand there's a significant difference that I have with Senator Sanders about how best to provide quality, affordable health care for everyone. And it's it's a worthy debate. It's an important one that we should be it is, engaged in. It is a so worthy tell us what's debate. The uh, Senator then. Sanders, a quick response, and then we'll you get You said you have uh, a difference. You didn't tell us what it is. I am on the committee that helped write the Affordable Care Act. We have made some good progress. Now what we have to take on is the pharmaceutical industry that is ripping off the American people every single day. I am proud that I was the first member of Congress to take Americans over the Canadian border to buy breast cancer drugs for one-tenth the price they were paying in the United States. But at the end of the day, no doubt, the Affordable Care Act is a step forward. I think we all support it. I believe we've got to go further. I want to end the international embarrassment of the United States of America being the only major country on earth that doesn't guarantee health care to all people as a right, not a privilege. Yep. Also, also, what we should be clear about is we end up spending, and I think the Secretary knows this, far more per capita on health care than any other major country, and our outcomes, health care outcomes, are not necessary. Right, Nancy, I really right, wish you'd I'm come sorry, back Governor, to me on this one, John, because we've actually found a way to reduce Governor? hospital costs. Whenever we come Governor, back you're breaking the rules. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're going to have to cut for a commercial. We'll be right back here from Drake University. They're breaking again. the rules. That was a short, that was a short little yeah. If we introduce la- laser beams and tasers, fuck it. <laughs> Both would be it's, entertaining. It's shock collars. It's yeah. just it's just weird how much better behaved the Democrats are and how much stricter the moderators are. Yeah. yeah. Like the 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 Republican moderators just let them go cat fight for oh, yeah. out, you know oh, forever yeah. and, and attack like, each other and now it's like O'Malley just had something to say. He hasn't talked in quite a while and they're like, You're breaking the rules. We're gonna go to commercial now. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that is a fifteen hundred dollar fine for breaking the rules there, O'Malley. <laughs> First in the nation. Well, and, and in their defense, they don't have ten fucking yeah. people on yeah. stage. Either. Well, that makes it a circus yeah, fuck show. Sure. Caucuses. Herbert Hoover was born in West Branch, and tonight we're in Polk County, named for our 11th president, with three people who hope to be number 45. Joining me now to question them are Iowans Kevin Cooney of KCCI and Kathy Abradovich of the Des Moines Register. Kevin? Thanks, John. Candidates, we've already um, heard your answers on what you would do with Syrian refugees. But a crucial part of the immigration debate here at home is control of our own borders. Republicans say the borders, securing borders, is a top priority. Democrats say they want to plan for comprehensive immigration reform. So, Governor O'Malley, are you willing to compromise on this particular issue to focus on border security first in favor of keeping the country safer? Well, Mr. Cooney, we've actually been focusing on border security to the exclusion of talking about comprehensive immigration reform. In fact, if more border security and these and more and more deportations were going to bring our Republican brothers and sisters to the table, it would have happened long ago. The fact of the matter is, and let's say it in our debate, because you'll never hear this from that uh, immigrant bashing carnival barker, oh, Donald Trump. Yay. And he said his name. Yep. 
Immigrant, immigrant bashing carnival barking. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, net immigration from Mexico last year was zero. Fact check me. Go ahead, check it out. But the truth of the matter is, if we want wages to go up, we've got to get 11 million of our neighbors out of the off-the-book shadow economy and into the full light of an American economy. That's what our parents and grandparents always did. That's what we need to do as a nation. Yes, we must protect our borders. But there is no substitute for having comprehensive immigration reform with a pathway to citizenship for 11 million people, uh, many of whom have known no other country but the United States of America. Our symbol is the Statue of Liberty. It is not a barbed wire fact. Yes, thank you. That was a great I, line. I that was, that was a great line. It was. That got overshadowed. When it comes yeah. to taking executive not action to implement immigration reforms. But the president's already facing legal troubles on this. We've seen it more just in the past week. Realistically, how can you go further with executive action? Well, first of all, I know that um, the president has appealed the uh, decision uh, to the Supreme Court. And my reading of the law and the Constitution... Um, convinces me that the president has the authority that he is attempting to exercise with respect to dreamers and their parents because I think all of us on this stage agree that uh, we need comprehensive immigration reform with a path to citizenship. Border security has always been a part of that debate uh, and it is a fact that the uh, net immigration from uh, Mexico and South has basically zeroed out. So what we want to do is to say, look, we have 11 million people who have been here, many of them for decades. They have children who are doing so well. I've met and worked with dreamers. I think any parent would be so proud of them. So let's move toward what we should be doing as a nation and follow the values of our immigration history and begin to make it possible for them to come out of the shadows and to have Thank a future you. that gives them a full... Senator Sanders, uh, you've actually talked about immigration as being a wage issue in the United States, and I want to actually go directly to the wage issue now. Uh, You've called for raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour everywhere in the country. But the president's former chair of the Council of Economic Advisors, Alan Kruger, has said a national increase of $15 could lead to undesirable and unintended consequences of job loss. What level of job loss no, would you consider? No, I disagree completely. Yeah. Let me say Everywhere this, it's been implemented, it's you know, gone no public up. public policy yeah. doesn't have, in some cases, negative consequences. But at the end of the day, what you have right now are millions of Americans working two or three jobs because their wages that they are earning are just too Is low. he going to say what I've been saying? Real inflation accounted What's for that? wages. Oh, about people working three jobs, now only needing to work one job? Yeah, that would be great, right? Well, that's why it's just, it's to start off with people working two to three jobs. If you could limit the amount of time you work to 40 hours a week. Yeah. Be paid for that. Oh, yeah. not, not only be able to support spend more money. Livable yeah. wages, yeah, and that right. opens more jobs to people who don't have one. Exactly. Right. What? Yeah. What a novel these, these idea. These people that won't would be, be working two or three jobs; they'll work one, which leaves those other, you know, the second oh, yeah. and third job open for other people. Yeah. Then but, that person but, that was on unemployment is no longer receiving an unemployment check, but working a job and spending money. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What? What about trickle-down Reaganomics? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Got to give the money to the people who already have it so that they 
to distribute it they their don't, way. They don't put it in the Cayman Island accounts. They put it back into the economy True. so all the low lives can... Since they've had money, they really do know how to distribute it better, I right, guess. Right, sure. right. So I guess we right. should listen to the people with all the money and give more to them so they can be like, you earn it, you earn it. Wait. Yeah, that, and, then, wait, and then hold and then on. all the other hey, people Matt, who are struggling can hold, just fucking work harder. Hold on, Matt. <laughs> that has never let me talk. fucking <laughs> worked. <laughs> no, let me fucking talk. <laughs> no, no, no. My let turn. me finish. Has declined precipitously funny. over the years. So I believe that, in fact, this country needs to move toward a living wage. It is not a radical idea to say that if somebody works 40 hours a week, that person should not be living in poverty. It is not a radical idea to say that a single mom should be earning enough money to take care of her kids. So I believe that over the next few years, not tomorrow, but over the next few years, we have got to move the minimum wage to a living wage, 15 bucks an hour, and I apologize to nobody for that. You you said there there are consequences. I apologize to nobody for that. Yeah. Fucking suck it. Consequences for for any policy. Do you you think job losses are a consequence? This is what I think. This is what many Mm -hmm. economists believe. Don't even bother finishing. One of the reasons that real unemployment in this country is 10%, one of the reasons that African American youth unemployment and underemployment is 51%. Is the average worker in America doesn't have any disposable income. Mm-hmm. You have no disposable income when you're yep. making 10, 12 bucks an hour. When we put money into the hands of working people, they're going to go out buy goods, they're going to go out buy services, yep. and they are going to create jobs in doing that. Yep. So that is the kind of economy I believe. Put money in the hands of working people, raise the minimum yep. wage to 15 bucks an hour. Kathy, wow. this was that not merely sense. theory in Maryland. <laughs> we actually did it. Not only were we the first state in the nation to pass a living wage, we were the first to pass a minimum wage. And the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, no. which hardly ever says nice <laughs> yeah. things about well, Democrats. Where, where's he from, Maryland? Anywhere, no poverty in Baltimore, state, huh? Number one. Well, and to say that he's the first state in the nation to pass a right. minimum wage, no, that's no. just not fucking right. Yeah, yeah and, and, and Baltimore has no problems with poverty. For innovation, I, I think it's actually Wisconsin. I, I actually we do like O'Malley for a lot of too, things, yeah. in the country. but that's just and, not true. Uh, uh, so look, the way that the, the, a stronger middle class is actually the source of economic growth. And if our middle class makes more money, they spend more money and our whole economy grows. We did it yeah. and it worked. You're and nobody here. headed for the hills or left the state because of it. You're calling for a 50 dollar a minimum wage now but why did you stop at 1010 in your state 1010 was all i could get the state to do by the time i left in my last year but two of our counties actually went to 1280 and their county executives if they were here tonight would also tell you that it works the fact of the matter is the more our people earn the more money they spend and the more our whole economy grows let me just add to that but this is not an esoteric article, uh, argument. Okay. You're seeing cities like Seattle. You're seeing cities like San Francisco, cities like Los Angeles. Liberal. Doing it, and they are doing yeah, liberal well, cities. And workers are able to have more What about cities like income. Dallas? But I do take what and Alan Little Rock. said seriously. He is the foremost expert in our country on the minimum wage uh, and what its effects uh, are. And the overall message is that it doesn't result in job loss. However, what Alan Kruger said in the piece you're referring to is that if we went to $15, there are no international comparisons. That is why I support a $12 
national federal oh. minimum wage. That is what the Democrats in the Senate have put forward as a because uh, we don't want to be the but leader. We want to we want to be on par. And places like Seattle, like Los Angeles, like New York City, sure. they can go higher. It's what happened in uh, Governor O'Malley's state. There was a twelve dollars is the not state enough. Level and some places went higher. That's not I enough to live in a major city. It should reflect inflation. Forward because if you go it to twelve, it would be the highest historical average. Oh, we've ever had. Yeah, but look, it yeah, should how always long? be going up. I mean. Well, With all due respect it. to you Secretary Clinton, the median wage, of course, you would yeah, do the job and you would no. index it. But why? I, I think we need to stop we, taking our advice from economists on Wall Street. And not, yes. They're going at it a little bit. Going at oh, it. What did, what did Bernie say there? Hillary is fucking wrong. Governor O'Malley's state. There was a minimum wage at the state level, and some places went higher. I think that Didn't is the smartest happen. way to be able to move forward, because if you go to 12, it would be the highest historical so average. So what? It's had. still yeah, not enough. It should always be going up. I mean, well, with all due respect it. to you Secretary Clinton. You would index it to the median wage. Of course, you would yeah, do the 12, should. and you would no. index it. But I, we, I think we need to start taking our advice from economists on Wall Street He's and start taking advice from Wall Street. I still don't hear what he said. He said, he said about Wall Street. Wall Street's a good issue to talk about. Huh? We are going to talk about Wall Street, but now we've got to go to do a commercial. Why does she not? Again, another commercial. Those well, are two really quick. They, they, they can afford more commercials because they got fewer people to talk to. Yeah. Well, it was just like that. That first segment was it was a good, It was over yeah. a half hour yeah. long, and then they've had two like ten minute yeah. segments. Yeah. Why does Hillary care? Why does she? Why is she oh, so yeah. focused on capping that at twelve? Because that's that's her idea. I don't understand. That's not enough. No, well, and, I and mean we, that's way behind what inflation would dictate it should be at this point. Yeah. Well, and, and we all know, oh, right? Yeah. That, that in different areas of the country, the cost of living is much more expensive oh, yeah. than in other parts yeah. of the country. I'm a federal employee. I. The, the federal employee breakdown for salary grade is, you know, if you live in New York, you make more than somebody living in fucking Little Rock, Arkansas, because mm-hmm. the cost of living is much more expensive in New York. Yeah, because no they, one wants to live in Arkansas. Yeah, they, they review these things periodically, and they figure out, okay, well, the cost of living here is X it's, percent more than it is in Little Rock, so yeah. we're going to bump up your yep. pay to compensate for that. I don't know why we can't do that for the minimum wage everywhere. I mean, you fifteen percent or fifteen dollars an hour, sure, that's that's a that's a great idea, but I think we should still compensate for the areas yeah. where the cost of living is much more expensive or yeah. less or less expensive. That's even a better idea, but and, but, but, the, I mean, but the whole idea of a minimum wage was to follow the trend of inflation. Yeah, right, and it and, didn't. And, no, and it didn't. It did not. And twelve dollars. Well, and that's the minimum. I mean, we could we could say that's the minimum, and then states are are you know it's up to the states to say if they want to go above that. Yeah. But that's the federal minimum yeah. that you have to pay your workers. Right, right. And and fifteen, fifteen seems to me like you know that that's 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 if you want a Dude, certain that's thirty thousand seg- dollars a year. Yeah, if you want a certain segment of your population to continue to live in, in poverty. Yeah, really. Yeah. You know, twelve. I mean, that's I'm, that's a whole three dollars an hour less. That's that makes a big fucking difference. I can't imagine making fifteen dollars per hour. Like I, well, that's, there's that's, no fucking way. That, that's I close to what I make. But then again, I work seventy two hours a week. I work a hundred forty four hour pay period. And you get overtime. I get overtime. Yeah, there's I mean, stuff. So, but and your like benefits my, are awesome. 
Well, yeah, but I still got to pay. So, I mean, but if you average that out over 40 hours, it's nowhere close to nowhere $15 cl- an hour. Yeah, like when I look at what, right. what no. the federal government says I'm supposed to be getting paid for my wage grade, I'm like, I get paid like almost three times that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I work three times the amount of hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I, I think they need to take that into account. Sure, yeah. 50, we can set we can set a national minimum, but then we should still grade it based on the cost of living for yeah. these different right. and you have And you have to realize that when you set a minimum, Every business owner who's a bazillionaire is going to look at that and say, okay, I would, you know, like Chris Rock says, I would pay you less if I could. Yeah. But here's what, so every, so here's from what then I have on to yeah. pay you, but I would so pay you everyone, less. Everyone, everyone from then on is going to get exactly whatever you set that at. Well, I mean, that's what I they mean, talk you, about. I know you say it's a minimum. Yeah. But the fact is, 99% of the people out there are going to be getting exactly whatever you set it at. If you set it at 12, that's not a living wage. Yeah. It still is not living. That, that's what goes on in these CEO meetings. It's how do I pay my employee the least for me to right. make the most? Right. Yep. Which is, which is how the whole restaurant tipping thing came into being i mean that yeah. whole that whole sham dude sitting outside when, when i worked at flying j sitting outside of the big boss's office i would hear them talk about bringing on new hires all the time and it was you know oh well we can get so and so for this much and they agreed to this much should i would have paid them you know twenty thousand dollars more per year but they're gonna take this and so well, fuck, that's fuck great them. yeah exactly yeah. fuck them for being stupid yep exactly right the, 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 that's the they game. would have given them more they could afford it they would have given them more because of yep. their their special skills and talents but yep. because the person didn't ask for more and they didn't have to pay them more they did pay them less because they could fucking do it hey yep. but free market yeah, free market, right? <laughs> let's do let's do all the Republicans' ideas. That'll it'll sort it out. Yeah. Live from Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa, CBS News brings you the Democratic presidential debate. Here again, John Dickerson. Good evening again. As we begin the second half of the debate, joining me in the questioning are can- of the candidates are CBS News congressional correspondent Nancy Cordes, Kevin Cooney of CBS Des Moines affiliate KCCI and Kathy Obradovich of the Des Moines Register. As those who watched the first hour know, our topic is Wall Street. For those just joining us, welcome. <laughs> Senator, uh, excuse me, Secretary Clinton. I went Senator, to the excuse me. Senator Sanders recently said, quote, people should be suspect of candidates who receive large sums of money from Wall Street. And then yep. go out and say, trust me, I'm going to really regulate Wall Street. So you've received <laughs> millions of dollars in contributions and speaking fees from Wall Street companies. How do you convince voters that you're going to level the playing field when you're indebted to some of its biggest players? Well, I think it's pretty clear that they know that I will. Um, you've got two billionaire hedge I don't think it's really clear because people are asking the question. advertising against me in Iowa as we speak. Uh, so they clearly think I'm going to do what I say I will do. And you can look at what I did in the Senate. Uh, I did introduce legislation to rein in uh, compensation. I looked at ways that the shareholders would have more control over what was going on in that arena. And specifically said to Wall Street that uh, what they were doing in the mortgage market was bringing our country down. Uh, I've laid out a very aggressive uh, plan to rein in Wall Street, not just the big banks. That's a part of the problem. And I am going right at them. Oh, I've yeah, got a yeah. comprehensive, tough plan. Oh, but I ooh, went further ooh, than ooh. that. We have to go after what's called <laughs> the shadow banking industry, those hedge funds. Look at what happened in 08. AIG, a big insurance company, Lehman Brothers, an investment bank, helped to bring our economy down. So I want to look at the whole problem, and that's why my proposal is much more comprehensive than anything else that's been put forth. What about Bernie? That the donations to Secretary Clinton are compromising. So what do you think of her answer? 
Not good enough. Not good enough. <laughs> I like that. Not good Here's enough. the story. I mean, you know, let's not be naive about it. Why do, uh, why over her political career has Wall Street been a major, the major uh, campaign contributor to Hillary Clinton? Ooh. Yeah, uh, if she wasn't helping yeah, them continuously, dumb, why would they, they continue giving her money? Shots fired. So. Here is the major issue when we talk about Wall Street. It ain't complicated. You got six financial institutions today that have assets of 56%, equivalent to 56% of the GDP in America. They issue two thirds of the credit cards and one third of the mortgages. Yep. If Teddy Roosevelt, a good Republican, were alive today, you know what he'd say? Break them up. Reestablish yeah. Glass Steagall. And Teddy Roosevelt is right. That is the issue. Now, I am the only candidate up here that doesn't have a super PAC. I'm not asking Wall Street or the billionaires for money. I will break yep. up these banks, support community banks and credit unions. And that's one giant reason why I love him. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the main reason. Yeah. He doesn't have anybody in his pocket. You said they know what they're going to get. Look, what are they going to get? I have never heard a candidate, never, who has received huge amounts of money from oil, from coal, from Wall Street, from the military industrial complex. Not one candidate is up. Oh, these... These campaign contributions will not influence me. I'm going to be independent. Well, why do they make millions of dollars of campaign contributions? They expect to get something. Yeah, exactly Everybody right. That. Once again, I am That's a very good question. That's yeah. the deal. Quid pro quo. That's the deal. Yeah, quid pro quo. Campaign donors. Yep. 750,000 of them, 30 bucks a piece. Got That's it. who I'm indebted to. Well, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Impugn my integrity. Let's be no, frank here. Oh, wait a minute, Senator. <laughs> oh, a boo you know, for Hillary. Not nice. only do I have hundreds of thousands of donors, most of them small, and I'm very proud that for the first time, a majority of my donors are women, 60%. Again with the gender politics. I, I represented New York, and I represented New York on 9-11. When we were attacked, Why is that a good we thing? Attacked? We were attacked... <laughs> in downtown Manhattan, where Wall Street is. I did spend a whole lot of time and effort helping them rebuild. That was good for New York, it was good for the economy, and it was a way to rebuke the terrorists who had attacked our country. So, you know, it's fine for you to say what you're going to say, but I look very carefully at your proposal. Reinstating Glass-Steagall is a part of what very well could help, but it is nowhere near enough. My proposal is tougher more effective and more what comprehensive is it? because I go after all of Wall Street, not just the what big banks. What is it? No, I just, so she just said that she, that after 9-11, she was there helping rebuild Build. Wall Street. Yes. Because the terrorists attacked and yep. harmed Wall Street. And that was good for America. So what did she do after Wall Street had their fucked the entire major the collapse of the entire globe yeah. after nine yeah. eleven. Yeah. What did she do then? So was it after talking, Hillary helped out that they she's, collapsed? She's talking. She's talking about defending Wall Street after the terrorist attacks. What did she do to Wall Street yeah. after they fucking attacked our economy by being right? Nothing. Shitheads about not, the whole nah, thing. Nah, nothing. Yeah, it's a big nada, sir. But she'll go after him now. Well, it's uh, because they're because they're giving her. You know, millions in campaign contributions. Oh, yes. But women, women too, though. Remember that, women? I, that's that's <laughs> a nonsense. Like, it, she just, any anybody who was watching this and thinking about it, like, okay, great. 
you you helped build up Wall Street after the terrorists attacked it. What did you do to help the small people yeah. after Wall Street fucked the economy? I mean, I would love to see a woman become president. Yeah, and if, if you if did do anything I, to but punish I don't Wall think Street, it's going to be Hillary. If it, you did do anything to punish Wall Street, why are they still fucking contributing yeah. millions yes, of dollars yeah. to your campaign? Yeah. And I and I also I also would like to see a female president. If they're the best candidate, but yes. unfortunately for Hillary, Bernie, Bernie came, in. came in to the race, and <laughs> yeah. and so she just isn't the best. And it, well, and it really fucking bothers me that she keeps reducing it to gender politics. I, yeah. yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, yeah, you're a woman. Great, I would women president. Yeah, awesome. That would be I would awesome love to see if they're a great candidate. But to to throw that out there as I have a vagina, so I'm better. That really fucking yeah. bothers. Oh, me. oh. And 60% of vaginas are also voting for me. Yes, <laughs> according to recent polls. And the but, other 40% of vaginas? My husband's seen. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> they like cigars. My husband, my husband has stuck cigars in. Oh, God. Don't make me think about smoking vaginas. That's gross. <laughs> did, I, did I take that too far the wrong direction? Hold on, he was attacked. Okay. That is one smoking cunt. Aww. He was attacked. This issue touches on two Sorry, directions. everybody. It's not just Wall Street. Here comes the hate it's mail. It's campaign, <laughs> yeah. a corrupt campaign finance system. And it is easy to talk the talk about talk the talk. ending uh, Citizens United. But what I think we need to do is show by he example is pretty Jewy. that we are prepared <laughs> to not rely on large corporations and Wall Street for campaign contributions. And that's what I'm doing. In terms of Wall Street, I respectfully disagree with you, Madam Secretary, in the sense that the issue here is when you have such incredible power and such incredible wealth, when you have Wall Street spending $5 billion over a 10-year period to get, re re to get deregulated, okay. the only answer that I know is break them up, yep. reestablish glass -D. Senator, we have yes. to get yep. Governor Malian. Thank Governor, along with your answer, how many Wall Street uh, veterans would you have in your administration? Sorry, well, moderator, what, we have I've to get going. We have to move on. <laughs> I, don't, I believe that we actually need some new economic thinking in the White House. And I would not have Robert Rubin or Larry Summers, with all due respect, Secretary Clinton, to you and to them, back Larry on Summers my Council especially. of Economic Advisors. Anyone from They Wall were the architects. Sure. We'll, we'll, have, uh, we'll have an inclusive group, but I won't be taking my orders from Wall Street. And uh, look, let me say oh, Bernie. this. Oh, uh, Bernie. The idea is laughable. I put out a proposal. I was on the front lines when people lost their homes, when people lost their jobs. Why does he jobs. sound so southern? I was on the front lines as a governor Doesn't he? Uh, fighting yeah. against, fighting that battle. He's Our economy tinge. was wrecked by the big banks of Wall Street. And Secretary Clinton, uh, uh, when you put out your proposal on Wall She's Street, just like, yeah, bring it, it motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. As quote, unquote, weak tea. It is weak tea. Tea. Ooh. It is not what the people expect of our country. We He's not American. That our president will protect yeah. the mainstream. That's the Boston Tea Party. on Wall Street, and that's why Bernie's right. We need to reinstate a modern version of Glass Steagall, and we should have done it already. Going Bernie. He didn't even say Senator Sanders. He's jumping well, for the vice. You know, Governor, seat. I. <laughs> know that oh, yeah. you had a chance to appoint a commissioner for financial regulation. You chose an investment banker in 2010. 
So for me, oh. it is looking at Woo-hoo. what works and what we need to do to try to move past you what happened one in 08. Thing, but you did and this, I will go back and say again, AIG was not a big bank. It had to be bailed out, and it nearly destroyed us. Lehman Brothers. Was it was not, not a big, big bank, bank. It the, but it had to be bailed out. And yeah. And what the fuck? Nearly destroyed us. Yeah, she, so she's I've just said, trying. How does that make any fucking sense at all? They are huge. They banks. were not big banks, and they had to be bailed out, and they almost destroyed. How did they almost fucking destroy us if they weren't big banks? Yes. Right. I know. And I, how like, does that work? Yeah. I, I've been saying this since the beginning. She's she's really trying to play both sides of the aisle. She's 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 trying to pull in. Moni- how does that mo- fucking work? It does. Like <laughs> they weren't big banks. We had to bail them out, and they almost destroyed us because they're not yeah. big banks. It's like I've never seen a one-inch volcano destroy a country, but I've seen a big-ass fucking volcano yeah, destroy them. I don't. I don't understand nice. that at all. How does that fucking work? <laughs> God. Play nice by the analogy, rules. I will right? break them up. Yeah, analogy, and analogy? I will okay, also I just thought go of it too. after executives who are responsible for the decisions that have such bad consequences for our country. Sure you will. I don't know, in all due respect to the secretary, Wall Street play by the rules. Who, who yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, they did. The business model the rules are of the Wall problem. Street is fraud. That's what it is. Yep. And we, we yes. Have, yes. And let me make this promise. One of the problems we have had, I think all, all Americans understand this, is whether it's Republican administrations or Democratic administrations, we have seen Wall Street and Goldman Sachs dominate administrations. Here's my promise. Wall Street representatives will not be in my cabinet. Yay! Nice. All right, I want switch to the, uh, switch to the issue of guns here. Uh, Secretary Clinton... Oh, here we go. Senator Sanders is not tough Stay enough. Stay calm, man. But basically, he now supports roughly the same things you do. So can you tell us what the exact difference is going forward between the two of you on the issue of gun control? Well, I think that there are different uh, uh, records. Um, I, you know, know that uh, Put a Sanders together. Uh, had a different vote than I did um, when it came to giving right immunity to gun makers and sellers. That was a terrible mistake. It basically gave the gun lobby even more power to intimidate uh, legislators, not just in Washington, but across the country. But just think about this. Since we last debated in Las Vegas, nearly 3,000 people have been killed by guns. 3,000? 21 mass shootings, including in the one US? last weekend yep. in Des Moines, where three A third of those are, from, are by cops, 200 though, but... children have <laughs> no, been that's, killed. I'm not even shooting This you. is really? an emergency. <laughs> there are a lot of things we've got to do in our Damn. country. Over 1,000 since in January Wall Street is certainly one uh, of them. I agree with that. That's why I've got such a good plan. But we have to also go after the gun lobby, and 92% of Americans agree we should have universal background checks, close the gun show loophole, close the online loophole. Uh, I'm pretty sure Bernie agrees with both of those things. I agree with them. I will do everything I can as president to get that accomplished. Secretary Clinton, just a quick follow-up. You say that uh, Senator Sanders took a vote on immunity that you don't like. So if he could be tattooed by a single vote and that ruins all future uh, opinions by him on this She's issue, nodding her head. why then is uh-huh. he right when he says your wrong vote on Iraq tattoos yeah. you for out of your judgment? I said I made because I have a vagina. On Iraq. And Senator, I would love a- to see Senator Sanders join with some of my colleagues uh, in the Senate in that Wall Street? I oh, see in Senate. the audience. Yeah. Let's reverse the immunity. Let's, let's, let's put the gun makers let's and sellers on notice that they're not going to get away Unfortunately, we can't reverse our decision on Iraq. No, no. Reverse the immunity. 
But you, was that a this. mistake? And let me hear if there's any difference between the secretary and myself. Nice camera work. I have voted yeah, what was that? Time and again. He was sleeping. To, for, <laughs> for the background check. He's like, oh, shit's getting serious. Oh, they just called camera five. Shit. Expanded. <laughs> I want to see us do away with the gun troll loophole. In 1988, I lost an election. Because I said we should not have assault weapons on the streets of America. We have to do away with this straw man proposal. We need radical changes in mental health in America. So somebody who is suicidal or homicidal can get the emergency care they need. We have, I don't know that there's any disagreement here. Oh, yes, we have <laughs> With a yes, consensus that, in fact, will work. It's the only time O'Malley can talk is when he disagrees. There were parts of that bill which I agree with parts I disagree. I am certainly, absolutely willing to look at that bill again and make sure so it's not a, a stronger bill. Not a mistake. Yeah. So, John, this is another one of those examples. <laughs> yeah. Look, we have, a, we have a lot of work to do. And we're the only nation on the planet that buries as many of our people from gun violence as we do. In my own state, after the, the children in that Connecticut classroom were gunned down, we passed uh, comprehensive uh, gun safety legislation with background checks, ban on assault weapons. And, Senator, I think we do need to repeal that did he immunity. Did in his you own state after Connecticut? Industry, what? Secretary Clinton, yeah, I thought he was in... Uh, I don't understand that. When you ran in 2000, I think he just means what he did in Maryland after Newtown. Then, in 2008, you were portraying yourself as Annie Oakley and saying that we don't need those regulations on the federal level. And now you come back around here. So, John, there's a big difference between leading by polls and leading with principle. We got it done in my state by leading with principle, and that's what we need to do as a party for comprehensive gun safety. all due respect, it's fair to say that Baltimore is not now one of the safest cities yes, in America. It's one of the worst. The issue is, I believe, and I believe this honestly, <laughs> and I don't know that there's much difference on guns between us, but I believe, coming from a state that has virtually no gun control, I believe that I am in position to reach out to the 60 or 70 percent of the American people who agree with us on those issues. The problem is people all over this country, not you, Secretary Clinton, are shouting at each other. And what we need to do is bring people together <laughs> to work on the agreement where there is broad consensus. And that's where I am. I'd, I'd like to bring like to take the matter of I love that he brought up that whole shouting thing because yeah. she's tried to turn that into gender politics, too. That, yeah. oh, Bernie says that I'm shouting. I'm just some screeching woman. Yeah. Yeah. Senate privilege Senator, here. There is Dirty pool. Dirty pool, Senator Clinton. <laughs> I've never heard it called that before, but uh... gun safety measures. <laughs> Absolutely. And 85% of gun owners agree. <laughs> yes. We've got the consensus. What we're lacking is political leadership. Yes. And that's what you and others can start providing in the yes. Senate. I agree. Sorry, I'm going to bring in Nancy Cordes with a question from Twitter about this. She exchange. said you and others, not you and I. Yeah. Well, she's not in the Senate. About guns, so. but also no, about but your conversation on campaign finance. Well, she said you and others Clinton, in the Senate. One of the tweets yeah. we saw uh, said this. I've never seen a candidate invoke 9-11 to justify millions of Wall Street donations. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, damn. You're a champion of the community after 9-11, but what does that have to do with taking big You and Randy, Ju- or well, Rudy Giuliani. I'm Randy. sorry that whoever what tweeted that uh, had that impression because I worked closely with New Yorkers after 9-11 for my oh, fucking Randy to rebuild. And so, yes, I did know people. I've had a lot of folks who give me donations from all kinds of backgrounds say, I don't agree with you on everything, but I like what you do. I like how you stand up. I'm going to support you. And I think that... Why don't you don't say anything? 
Well, I, I, if I might, I, I think the issue here is, and I, I applaud Secretary Clinton. She did. She's a senator from New York. She worked, and many of us supported you in trying to rebuild that devastation. But at the end of the day, Wall Street today has enormous economic and political power. Their business model is greed and fraud. And for the sake of our economy, they must, the major banks, must be broken up. Hold on, John, I-, I was just looking at this tweet on the side. The top one? From Stephen Dennis. Yeah. Bernie Sanders drops the Baltimore bomb on Martin O'Malley's head. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Yeah, Bal- I think Senators somewhere between Sanders, but what is it in Secretary Clinton's record uh, that shows you that she's been influenced by those donations? Well, her, her opposition that the major issue right now is whether or not we reestablish Glass-Steagall. I led here, here. the effort, unfortunately, unsuccessfully against deregulation because I knew when you merge large insurance companies and investor banks and commercial banks, it was not going to be good. The issue now is, do we break them up, do we reestablish Glass-Steagall, and Secretary Clinton, unfortunately, is on the wrong side. Well, I'll tell you who's on my side. Paul Krugman, the Nobel Prize winning economist, who said my plan for what we should do to reign in Wall Street was more comprehensive and better. Paul Volcker, one of the leading lights of trying to rein in the excesses, has also said he does not support Glass-Steagall. So, I mean, this may (laughs) seem like a bit of an arcane discussion. (laughs) I have nothing against the passion that my two friends here have about reinstating Glass-Steagall, I just don't think it would get the (laughs) job done. I'm all about making sure we actually get results for whatever we do. Yeah, but you haven't proposed anything. They all want to get actual results. And she hasn't proposed anything. Governor O'Malley, before we go to commercial. John, there is not a uh, serious economist who would disagree that the six big banks of Wall Street have taken on so much power and that all of us are still on the hook to bail them out on their bad bets. That's not capitalism, Secretary Clinton. Clinton, Clinton? That's crony capitalism. <laughs> that's a wonderful business model. If you place bad bets, yeah. the, the, the taxpayers bail you out. But if you place good ones, you pocket it. Look, yeah, I don't exactly. believe that the model, there's lots of good people that work in finance, that's Secretary Bernie Sanders. Wants to tax that kind uh, of Secretary shit. Clinton, we need to step up and we need to protect Main Street from Wall Street. And you can't do that by, uh, by campaigning as the candidate of Wall Street. I am not the candidate Ooh. of Wall Street. Let me, and I encourage everybody watching this tonight to uh, please uh, acknowledge that by going online at Martin O'Malley. Oh, there we go. <laughs> campaign for real American capitalism. We have, to, we have to go for a commercial senator. I'm sorry. We have to go for a commercial here. For we'll real right Scotsman capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. In Des Moines, Iowa. Senator Crinton. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, Senator Crinton. Oh. <laughs> uh. uh. It's like the Asian funeral home. Can you believe it? Senator <laughs> Creantine? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Take I a mean, little take a little break right here. Another? And, uh, yeah. Holy shit, we've been breaking. We're gonna Matt's bladder's in, full. I'm gonna throw in another third beer, dude. I have to drive. <laughs> I'm gonna throw in another drop for Callie's thing. All right. Because it's awesome. Hey friends, this is Callie Wright from the Gatheist Manifesto Podcast. Your source for news, commentary, discussion, and debate at the intersection of the atheist movement and the LGBT rights movement. I'm sure I don't have to explain to you that there are many atheists and many members of the LGBT community who don't have a family gathering to go to on Thanksgiving. We're often uninvited, or at the very least made to feel unwelcome by our families because of who we are, who we love, or our lack of belief. 
If you don't otherwise have a place to go the evening of Thanksgiving this year, please consider joining us for a special live show the evening of Thanksgiving from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll be joined by special guests including J.T. Everhard and David Smalley, and we'll be taking your calls, tweets, and emails about your family experiences and just hanging out and having a good time with our family here. You have a community out here that cares about you. Come hang out with us. Find out more at facebook.com slash the Gaytheist Manifesto. Slightly hoppier than the most than the typical American light beer. I had Matt drink a Pabst. You said he's never had one before. Really? No. You've never had a Pabst? I, this is my first Pabst. The, so I used to say that there were two kinds of beer, mm-hmm. good beer and very good beer. Mm-hmm. And then after I moved out of my 20s, I said there are two kinds of beer, good beer and very good beer, and some liquid, heinous fuckery <laughs> going under the name of Keystone. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's an assault on our senses. I do not like Keystone. It's a liquid assault on our senses. Fucking this that is, stuff this is, is fucking awful. Yeah, it is. This is interesting, though. Uh, and I can say that because I've had so much Keystone. I used to do the Keystone Warrior. You'd get the twelve. You'd get the twelve or twenty-four pack. Open it from one side, and then tear the tear the tabs off of the box and put it over your head with the slot where you carry it. As, as your little Roman helmet, be the Keystone Warrior. I've had those drunk nights, man. Sweet, sweet, sweet. <laughs> Here, I'm going to start the debate again. <laughs> you'll have a revolution, yeah. but there's a conservative revolution up going on in America way. right now. As John Bain, by, are you going to be uh, the Michelob Ultra Warrior? <laughs> I am not the candidate of Wall Street, <laughs> and I encourage everybody watching this tonight to. Uh, <laughs> There we go. That's not capitalism, Secretary Clinton. That's crony capitalism. That's a wonderful business model. If you place bad bets, the, the, the taxpayers bail you out. But if you place good ones, you pocket it. Look, I don't believe that the model, there's lots of good people that work in finance, Secretary Sanders. Uh, but Secretary Clinton, Secretary we need to Sanders? step up and no, we need to protect Main Street from Wall Street. And you can't do that by, uh, by campaigning as the candidate of Wall Street. I am not the candidate of Wall Street, Let me, and I encourage oh, everybody watching this tonight to uh, please uh, acknowledge that by going online at martinomalley.com and help me wage this campaign for real American we have, to, we have to go for a commercial, Senator. I'm sorry. We have to go for a commercial here. We'll be right back with the I Democratic this up debate way too much, but that was okay. Because <laughs> I, I ruined it. Anyway. I'm, glad, I'm glad Meg got the picture of you being the, with the Michelob the Ultra Warrior. Nomination. The Ultra Senator Warrior. Sanders, I want to start with you. Let's say you're elected president. Congratulations. Hell. Congratulations. Yeah, open that up. Looking forward to it. You've said you'll have a revolution. Yeah. But there's a conservative revolution going on in America right now. Yeah, Tea as Party. John Boehner knows, and as Democrats know who've lost in state houses across the country. Right. Those conservatives are watching tonight and probably shaking their heads. So how do you deal with that this part of the country? The revolution is already he? happening, but on the other side. And we are gonna do a political revolution which brings working people, young people, senior citizens, minorities together. Because every issue that I am talking about, paid family and medical leave, breaking up the banks on Wall Street, asking the wealthy to pay their fair share of taxes, rebuilding our crumbling infrastructure, raising the minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour, every one of those issues is supported by a significant majority of the American people. Problem is that as a result of a 
sorry. I'm just. What is wrong with you? I'm watching you, I'm watching you take a sip of the past and then just like, mm, yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do? Like, like you're not. I just, it was funny. Like, you're just sipping on the bread. Yeah, it's not terrible. I don't know I, why that's weird. I can drink. It's it's not- like a personal. Conversation it's, by yourself. Yeah, you're just over there, care. like in your own little world. Like, oh, this is not bad. I well, drink this so. again. <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry, I'm not acting appropriately in society. Well, Matt is drinking. Give a his, shit what his, you guys his, want me to do. His, his hipster venom. That's my first time I've had it. I think it's okay. I was just taste testing it again. Jesus Christ! And he already put on skinny God, jeans. I'm 33 years old. <laughs> For crying out loud. <laughs> 33 years old. <laughs> the first time I've had pep. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not, yeah, it's not, bad. Again. It's not bad. I was actually thinking I might buy one tomorrow. 12 pack. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, a snort. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> God, I didn't think it would be that weird. Is that, <laughs> don't just, people do that? Isn't that don't nobody people? has a camera here and I'm just watching you go, oh, that's kinda of funny. <laughs> I don't understand. Like you're having this this internal dialogue like, I'm gonna try some paps now and <laughs> happy little Oh, that's not too bad. Okay. Yeah, exactly exactly what humans do when they experience things and you noticed it and thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it was just I'm watching the debate and then I noticed this is just kind of out of the corner, of, the corner yeah. of your eye. It was just kind of fucking funny to me. All right. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, campaign I, finance system. I'll be more Congress aware of that in the future. It's not listening to the American people. It's listening to the big money interest. What the political revolution is about is bringing people together to finally say enough is enough. This government belongs to us, not just the billionaires. Senator, as a 30-second follow-up, we've heard already tonight this figure 92% Can I, can I nod along with the checks? Is that sure. a, okay. So, okay. As, as an example, there was something 92% of the public was for it. There had been these, these mass shootings. There was emotional support behind it. Yes. Bipartisan support. Yes. The president, the full force of his office, nope. it went nowhere. That's the model you're talking about. It, nothing happened. What we need is leadership in this country. Now I don't know what to do. I want to vitalizes American <laughs> democracy and makes people understand that if they stand up and fight back and take on the billionaire class, we can bring about the change that we need. If we are not successful, if we continue the same old, same old of Washington being run by corporate lobbyists and big money interests, nothing changes. I am very happy in this campaign that we have had rallies with tens of thousands of people, mostly young people, what the polls are showing is that we are actually defeating the secretary among younger people. Yeah. We're giving young people and working people hope that real change can take place okay. in America. That's what the political revolution That's is about. That's why if the young people get out and vote, Bernie will win. Yes, uh, Senator Sanders, you famously said in the last debate that you were sick and tired of hearing about your damn emails. <laughs> but then you told the Wall Street Journal that the questions about whether or not Secretary Clinton's emails compromised classified information were valid questions. So which is it? Is it an uh, issue or is it not? That's just media stuff. I was sick and tired <laughs> of Hillary Clinton's email. I am still sick and tired of Hillary <laughs> And the issue is, the problem is, the front pages every day we're dealing with that. I didn't know I had so much power. But after I said that, we're not hearing much about Hillary Clinton. <laughs> what what I would like for the media now is for us to be talking about why the middle class is disappearing, 
why we have more people in jail than any other country, why we have massive levels of income and wealth inequality, and we're the only major country on earth without paid family and medical leave. We've gotten off of Hillary's emails. Good. Let's go to the major issues facing America. Yeah, exactly right. Bernie! No high five? Let me just your response. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear Secretary you. Clinton, your response. I agree completely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. I too am glad we're not wanna, talking I, about I wanted them. to follow up. Um, look, we need more Americans to be involved in the political process. And I give Senator Sanders a lot of credit for really lighting a fire under many people, young, old, Everybody who sees a chance to be involved and have their voice heard. Look at what's happening with the Republicans. They are doing everything they can to prevent the voices of Americans to be heard. They're trying to prevent people from registering to vote. So we do need to take on the Republicans uh, very clearly and directly. But the other thing I just wanted quickly to say is I think President Obama deserves more credit than he gets for what he got done. uh, Yeah, he does. He does despite the obstruction and yeah. despite the racism and so there's there's a tweet from Donald J. Trump. Donald Trump. That, that's his real last name. What's that first at? So uh, apparently he's replying to somebody Jaslore. Oh, okay. And Donald Trump says, Are you so Donald Trump says, Are you watching this circus? Hashtag dem debate. What a joke. Or Hashtag that- Trump six. Trump 2016, or is that what someone tweeted at Donald Trump? Well, he's he's retweeting or replying to somebody's tweet. Okay, are you watching this? Are you watching this circus? As if this is a circus compared to the fucking Republican debate. I was thinking he made that tweet because of the circus comment to him earlier. Oh, Carnival Barker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that you almost said Trump 16, which is where (laughs) he belongs. He would be a progressive in the year 16. More question on just the question for Democrats. There's an FBI investigation going on. Can you satisfy Democrats who might worry about another shoe dropping that you and your staff have been totally truthful to them and that another shoe is not going <laughs> to drop? What is she going to say? No, well, I, I think can't. After 11 hours, oh, yeah. that's pretty clear. Yes. it's important to do exactly what Senator Sanders said, and that is to start talking about the issues that the American people really care about and that they talk to each of us about and to contrast. I mean, there are differences among us. You've heard some of those tonight. I still want to get back to health care because I think that's a worthy topic to explore. But the differences among us pale compared to what's happening on the Republican oh, side. Sure. And if you listen to what they say, and I had a chance over those 11 hours to watch and listen as well as what I see in their debates, they are putting forth alarming plans. I mean, all yes. of us support yeah. funding Planned Parenthood. All of right. us believe climate change is real. Right. All of us want equal pay for equal work. Yep. They don't uh, believe in any of that. So let's focus on what so, so this on election that. is really going to be about. Well, true equal pay for equal work. Between genders, between 
every gender, it's, race, everything. Well, I don't race think the race thing is an issue, but, gen- but yeah, maybe with gender. It's her minimum wage issue. Let me ask you a question. The, the head of the FBI recently said it might be possible that some police forces are not enforcing the law because they're worried about being caught on camera. The acting head Duh. of the Drug Enforcement Administration. Why would said they not enforce thing. the law where, for being where are you on this afraid of being caught on camera? Like they should be proud of that. I would like that to have that. So hey, no, show I did the correct thing. No, 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 no. That's what they. Yeah, I was caught on camera doing my job the way I should be doing my job. Yeah, Why would they be fucking afraid of that? No, of course that's what they say when they conveniently forget to turn off their body cams, like what happened in San Diego, yeah. when they murder people. But there also have been officers that have been cleared because they're like, hey, this is what the body cam shows. This is what happened. This is what I did. Okay, you were in the right. If, right. If and I their cam cop- was on. And yeah. their camera was on. Well, if yeah, but that's, that's cop- the whole thing is turning it off shouldn't be yeah. allowed. Yeah, the problem is when they turn it off and they say, well, we're afraid that when we do our jobs, we're going to be in trouble. No, 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 If I were a cop, I would be all about having a body camera to protect myself from somebody else saying I did something I didn't. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck do they have to fear if they're doing their job legally? Along along with uh, citizen oversight and and actual prosecutions for police crimes i think body cams should be attached to service weapons when you when you well, do, when you pull your service weapon the body cam goes on and the police officer themselves as individuals do not have the option of turning that off i know i know some tasers have built in where when the taser's pulled, yeah, it, yeah, it make automatically records with the taser. Make it mandatory but. for all service weapons that are being deployed. You don't have an option. The individual officers don't have an option of turning it on or off. When you depl- when you pull I, your I service think- weapon, it goes on. If you use it, then you then there's your case. I, 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 right? I, I, if you're if you're following the law, you have yeah, yeah. Ho- but I don't, I don't matter, think. Right? I don't so you think- see nothing leading up to the point where they draw their weapon. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The gun's well, a bad idea to have a camera on the gun because that's not going to get a good view. You're going to see the ground. You're going to see something off the side. You're only going to see the perpetrator of what's going on until he yeah, points yeah, the gun at like that person. All, all of all the, the things they're yeah, doing. The, the, yeah, the yeah. shoulder body cam from the time he gets exits that vehicle to the time he comes back to his vehicle should all be recorded. Well, yeah. I mean, I think you've heard my opinions enough to know that well, yeah. I, I would be I would be on board with uh, with 16 drones following every single officer at all times when they're at home and off the clock no matter what. But, I don't care. That'd be fine with me. But but I do think body cams should be mandated not only yeah, to oh, protect absolutely. the officer at a from minimum. At a minimum, being accused of doing something he didn't do, oh, yeah, but also to keep the it. it well, it has it oh, has Jesus happened. Christ, come on, it has happened. Where yeah, officers had to use his body cam to clear uh, himself. Let's solve Matt, the problems Matt, first, Matt, right? Let's let's yes, solve, let's Matt, solve the one thousand murders Matt, that have happened since Matt, January twenty fifteen before we start talking about Matt. that. Yes. We can take those one thousand murders and consider how many officers do we have in this country. <laughs> I know I, 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 you I really have a thing for this. <laughs> I know you do. It's so I'm trying to calm you down. Thank you. There's 21 minutes thank to make. Thank you. That's why I'm trying to calm you down <laughs> right now, man. <laughs> Onward. <laughs> <laughs> Onward and downward, upward. There it goes. Side horizontally. This path the call of your question <laughs> is how can we improve both public safety in America and race relations in America understanding how very intertwined both of those issues are in a very, very difficult and painful way for us as a people. Look, the truth of the matter is... I think is he tried real hard that with that answer. We should all yeah. feel a sense but. of responsibility as Americans to look for the things that actually work to save and redeem lives and to do more of them and to stop doing the things that don't. 
for my part, that's what I have done in 15 years of experience as a mayor and as a governor. We restored voting rights to 52,000 people. We decriminalized the possession of small amounts of, America, of marijuana. Of uh, America? Marijuana. Of a marijuana. And we also put in place a civilian <laughs> review board. We reported openly discourtesy and, and lethal force and brutality complaints. We reported this openly discourtesy. That, and I put forward a new agenda. He for didn't say thank you when I held the door for him. That is informed by that experience. So as president, I would lead these efforts and I would do so with more experience and probably the attendance of more gravesides than any of the three of us on this stage when it comes to urban uh, crime, loss of lives. And uh, the truth is, uh, I have learned on a very daily basis that, yes, indeed, black lives matter. All right, Governor. The, uh, oh, that's a good closing. Yeah. Senator Sanders, one of your former colleagues, an African-American member of Congress, said to me recently that a young African-American man had asked him where to find hope in life. And he said, I just don't know what to tell him about being young and black in America today. What yeah. would you tell that young African-American man? Well, this is what I would say. And the congressman was right. Uh, according to the statistics that I'm familiar with, a black male baby born today stands a one in four chance of ending up in the criminal justice system. Yeah. Yeah. 51% of high school African-American graduates are unemployed or underemployed. We have more people in jail today than any other country on earth. We're yeah. spending $80 billion dollars locking people up disproportionately Latino and African-American. Yep. We need very clearly major, major reform in a broken criminal justice system from top yep. to bottom. Yep. And that means when police officers out in a community do illegal activity, kill people who are unarmed, who should not be killed, they must be held accountable. Yep. It means that we end minimum sentencing for those people arrested. It means that we take marijuana out of the federal law yep. as a crime yep. and give states the freedom to go forward with legalizing marijuana. Yeah. S Secretary Clinton yeah. said <laughs> Black Lives Matter activists yes, yes, recently yes, 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 that yes, exactly there's right. a difference yes, yes. between rhetoric and activism and what you were trying to do which was enforce law or get laws passed that would help what they were pushing for. But uh, recently at the University of Missouri, that activism was very, very effective. So would you suggest that kind of activism take place at other universities across the country? Well, John, I come from uh, the 60s, long time ago. There was a lot of activism oh, on campus, um, yeah, civil rights fuck. activism, anti-war. There's a, there's a tweet that just came through on the feed that says, it's from James Gerald that says, all lives matter. Elevation of any race above any other only perpetuates racism. No, no, that's, no. no, that's the, bullshit. That's that is. He bullshit. doesn't fucking understand what, what the Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter is. movement is all no. about. Most no, people don't. Yeah, yeah. It, Most it's, white it's, people don't. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's <laughs> true. Not, it's not about saying that only Black Lives Matter in all situations everywhere. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking it's, about the disproportional yeah. amount it's, at which black young blacks to bring men attention are, to what goes on in the African American communities. Yes, yeah. yeah, and and it's and it's high. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I saw a meme the other day where there was uh, two houses. Uh, maybe you guys have seen this one. Two houses, one's on fire, the other, and there's a guy standing in the front yard spraying water on the house that's not on fire, and he says, all houses matter. 
<laughs> That's fucking exactly right. That's what we're talking about. Well, technically, and from a firefighting standpoint, you want to protect exposures. So <laughs> you want the white man out there with his garden hose spraying sure. his own house. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> technically, sure. putting water on that hose, house protects that house from actually catching fire. Right, and and you don't want so, any of the houses. No. <laughs> You know, being being yeah, around it to trade as fire. more important than any other. <laughs> I mean, so. if it were my house, I'd be spraying water on the side of it because I understand how heat all works. homes matter. No, <laughs> <laughs> for activism, Sorry, women's rights activism, <laughs> um, and I do uh, appreciate the way young people um, are standing up and speaking out. Obviously, I believe that on a college campus, there should be enough respect so people hear each other. Uh, but what happened uh, at the university there, what's happening at other universities, I think reflects the deep sense of you know, concern, even despair, that so many young people, particularly of color, have. You know, I recently met with a group of mothers who lost their children to uh, either uh, killings by police or random killings uh, in their neighborhoods. Uh, and hearing their stories was so incredibly, profoundly heartbreaking. Each one of them, you know, described their child, had a picture, you know, the mother of the young man with his friends in the car who was playing loud music and, you know, some older white man oh, pulled yeah. out a gun and shot him because yeah. they wouldn't turn the radio down. Or yeah. a young woman who had been... Uh, performing at President Obama's second inauguration, coming home, a, an absolutely stellar young woman, hanging out with her friends in a park, getting shot by a gang member. And, of course, I, I met the mothers of Eric Garner and Tamir Rice and Michael Brown and Trayvon Martin and so many of them who have lost their children. So your original question is the right question, and it's not just a question for parents and grandparents to answer. It's really a question for all of us to answer. Every single one of our children deserves the chance to live up to his or her God-given potential. Uh, and that's what we need to be doing to the best of our ability in our country. Over to Kevin. Donald Trump tweets again. Yeah. Why won't President Obama use the term Islamic terrorism? Isn't it about now? After all this time and so much death? About time? Yeah, that should have been a question mark, not an exclamation point. Yeah. Well, he's not the brightest. Bulb. Or he right. said, it's so, about time. So he should be president. <laughs> he doesn't even know how to use punctuation. <laughs> well, at least he's not using multiple punctuation marks. Like He, he did last time. I, well, that's true. I, I've always figured that whenever I see a comment from somebody and they use multiple punctuation marks. Or all caps. Or all caps or multiple question marks. Like... I, I understand it's a question if you put a question mark one time. Right, right. Or that you mean a lot of emphasis on something if you use one exclamation point. You don't have to use more than one, really. Seriously, yeah. you don't. No, you don't. I fucking get it. I know how to read English. Asshats. Senator... <laughs> <laughs> Senator Sanders, um, we've heard a lot about this, your offer. Uh, you want to offer free tuition at public universities and colleges. Yes. A couple of questions about this. 63% of those who enroll graduate. First question, isn't this throwing a lot of money away if we're looking at a third of these people are not going to complete <laughs> And he looks at him like, what the no, fuck are you talking about? It is an yeah, extraordinary investment for this country. Uh, Germany, many other countries do it already. Uh, in fact, as you remember, 50, 60 years ago, University of California, City University of New York were virtually tuition-free. Here is the story. It's not just that college graduates 
should be fifty or $100,000 in debt. More importantly, I want kids in Burlington, Vermont, or Baltimore, Maryland, who are in the sixth grade or the eighth grade, who don't have a lot of money, whose parents, like my parents, may never have gone to college. Do you know what I want, Kevin? I want those kids to know that if they study hard, they do their homework, regardless of the income of their families, they will, in fact, be able to get a college education because we're going to make public colleges and universities tuition free. This is revolutionary for education in America. It will give hope to millions of young people. Well, one of the things that you want to do is to have the states pay for about a third of this $70 billion plan, correct? Yes. There are Fuck, ter- states Fuck that Terry are Francisco at Ohio right State, Where by the way. Where are they expected to come up? Well, I think uh, that they're going to be pretty smart because yeah, yeah. I think a lot of states will do the right thing. Sorry, I and I think those states yeah. will pay a heavy penalty. Bottom line here is, in the year 2015, we should look at a college degree the same way we looked at a high school degree 50 or 60 years ago. If you want to make it into the middle class, I'm not saying in all cases, we need to put plumbers and we need carpenters and electricians, that's for sure, and they should get help as well. But bottom line now is, in America, in the year 2015, any person who has the ability and the desire should be able to get an education college education, regardless of the income of his or her family, and we must substantially lower, as my legislation does, interest rates on student debt. Governor O'Malley, jump in, yeah. Okay, yes. Thank you. I have... Uh... Look, I would agree with much of what Senator Fucking Sanders says, Kevin. I, yeah. I believe that actually affordable college, debt-free college, is the Wait, goal that Huckabee we need to attain. Here? Mike Huckabee tweets and says, Blaming cops and shutting down Guantanamo is not, all caps, a plan for public safety, Bernie Sanders. At Bernie Sanders. I don't, I don't remember him talking about either one of those. I don't things. remember anything about Guantanamo. None of them have or mentioned Guantanamo. Blaming or blaming cops. cops. No. He said more accountability for cops. I mean, he kind of touched on them being accountable for the action, their actions. And if yeah, they o- do commit o- a crime only, to be in- only tangentially. I mean, the only thing he said was, hey, if a cop commits a crime, you know, if he kills someone unjustifiably, he should be fucking punished. Yeah. Right. And that's absolutely that's true. true. Is, I, is Huckabee saying that he doesn't agree with that? I guess I think so. so. <laughs> and I don't think Guantanamo has been said once no, in the entire fucking Not debate. mentioned whatsoever. <laughs> no. Nobody's even thought of it. Education, college education, regardless of the income of his or her family. And we must substantially lower, as my legislation does, interest rates on student debt. Governor O'Malley, jump in. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I have. Uh, look, I would agree with much of what Senator Sanders says, Kevin. I, I believe that actually affordable college, debt-free college, is the goal that we need to attain as a nation. And uh, unlike my oh, two Bernie. distinguished colleagues on this stage, I actually made college more affordable and was the only state that went four years in a row without a pennies increase to college tuition. I respectfully disagree pennies with Senator again. Sanders. State approach. college. Uh, I believe he loves that, that the goal should be profit. College. Just I believe state. that our federal government needs to do more on Pell Grants. States need to stop cutting higher education. And we should create a new block grant program that keeps the state skin in the game. And we should lower these outrageous interest rates that parents and kids are being charged by their own yeah. government. Seven and eight percent to go to college. Banks I mean, don't my pay dad that. went to no. college Fuck on no. a GI Bill Neither after do billionaires. coming home from yeah. Japan, flying 33 missions. My daughters went to college on a mountain of bills. 
But if we all go to college, who's going to vote for Republicans? We're going to be proud every month for the rest of our natural lives. It, it doesn't need to be that way. We can have debt-free college in the United States. Kevin, if I could just jump in. I, um, I believe that we should make community college you free. You fucking moron. We should have Madison, free college if you go to a public college or university. You should not have to dime to pay tuition. I want to use Pell Grants to help. Uh, Bernie is actually the the majority of the money that he wants to take to fund this program to make colleges free is from taxing the uh, stock market on their futures. Like, hey, we think it's going to be Wall Street, yeah, Wall Street, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Not just the hedge funds, like when they like the same thing that made the stock market crash when they predict on futures projections, predictions. I know we're going to tax that, which is not taxed right now at all. Right, and then that coupled with a combination of the top one to two percent is how he's going to accomplish this. I don't know how many fucking goddamn yeah. times he has to answer this stupid fucking question from idiots like this person who just who just tweeted, Madison. "I'm all for decreasing student debt, but who is going to pay for this free college when most states are struggling already?" Then I think, well, he- this struggle. If you look at it, the struggling states, they're all fucking Republicans. So first of all, stop voting for Republicans. We're going to destroy <laughs> your fucking economy, and then second of all vote in somebody like bernie sanders who's going to replace it and add a surplus of income by doing the the things that we should have been doing all along and stop asking stupid fucking questions i, I think here, bernie here. also just said was he just he just said it do one third from the state to help pay for the program so mm-hmm. that way the state has a vested interest in it yeah and if bernie sanders had been president she would have no no he or she would have known better than to ask such a dumb fucking question it is a question mark with what looks like an at fucked Madison and 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 an ultrasound. Madison and 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 a fucked up ultrasound of a mushroom. No, I think it's a person. Yeah, it's I don't know. Yeah. it's a yeah. vertical picture. Sure. No, that's a, that's a, that's a fucked up ultrasound of a mushroom. <laughs> anyway, you're a fucking moron. Defray uh, the uh, living expenses that often make a difference whether a young person can stay in school or not. I disagree with free college for everybody. I don't think taxpayers should be paying to send Donald Trump's kids to college. I yeah. think it ought to be a compact. Families contribute, kids contribute, and together we make it possible. Not, I, I, what I, population I, is that sending Donald Trump's kids to college? Like, what percent is that? Well, yeah. they, they probably Almost would go nothing. to a private college yeah. anyways because they yeah. can afford it yeah they're not gonna go to fucking but, uh, state school no i have no kids i have to pay for those for everyone else's kid to go to school me too so what's the difference yeah they're not they're the donald yeah. trump's kids are not gonna go to fucking no. state schools they're not even gonna go to school no, they're not gonna go to when school. you got that many billions in your back pocket are you going to fucking school no. Yeah, no, I, I don't see that Paris Hilton has any kind of college. No, degree. right, right, right. No, <laughs> I don't think that would ever reflect. <laughs> when when you're yeah. a wealthy child, you really don't have to go to college. Yeah, for a new generation of young people to refinance their debt and not come out with debt in the future. All right, Nancy Cordes has a question. Back to health care by popular demand. Uh, first to you, Senator Sanders. You'd prefer to scrap Obamacare and move to a single payer system, essentially Medicare for all. Uh, you say you want to put the private insurance companies out of business. Is it realistic to think that you can pull the plug on a one well, wasn't that the original plan? industry? Well, it's that's the problem. Tomorrow. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's probably not going to happen until we have real campaign finance reform and get rid of all these super PACs. Exactly right. And the power of the insurance companies and the drug companies. Yep. But at the end of the day, Nancy, here is the question. In this great country of ours, with so much intelligence and so much capability, 
Why do we remain the only major country on earth that does not guarantee health care to all people as a right? Why do we continue to get ripped off by the drug companies who can charge us any prices they want? Why is it that we are spending per capita far, far more than Canada, which is 100 miles away from my door that guarantees health care to all people? It will not happen tomorrow. But when millions of people stand up and are prepared to take on the insurance companies and the drug companies, it will happen, and I will lead that effort. Medicare for all, single-payer system is the way we should Yay! go. Secretary Clinton, back in, Secretary Clinton, back in 1994, you said that momentum for a single-payer system would sweep the country. That sounds Sanders-esque, uh, but you don't feel that way anymore. Why no, not? the revolution never came. <laughs> I waited, and I got the scars well, to show for enough. it. I waited, um, and now I'm like, fuck the revolution. We now have this great accomplishment yeah. known as the Affordable Care Act, and I, I don't think we should have to be defending it among Democrats. We ought to be working to improve it and prevent Republicans from both undermining it and even repealing it. I have looked at. I don't, looked at I don't think they have any chance of doing that. That no. Senator Sanders has proposed, and basically, he does eliminate the Affordable Care Act, eliminates private insurance, eliminates Medicare, eliminates Medicaid, Tricare, Children's Health Insurance Program, puts it all together in a big program, which he then hands over to the states to administer. And I have to tell you, I would not want, if I lived in Iowa, Terry Branstead administering my health care. <laughs> that was a good answer. Yeah. As Bernie's like, no, no, no. no. Democrats, we ought to proudly support the Affordable Care Act, improve it, and make it the model that we know right. it can be. Well, Very let me just say something. 30 we, seconds. Don't, we don't eliminate Medicare. We expand Medicare to all people. And we will not, under this proposal, straight, have a situation <laughs> yep. that we have right now with the Affordable Care Act. We have states like South Carolina and many other Republican states mm -hmm. that because of their right-wing political ideology are denying millions of people yeah. the expansion Utah. of Medicaid that we passed in yeah. the Affordable yep. Care Act. Fuck Herbert. Ultimately, yep. we have got to say as a nation, Secretary Clinton, is health care a right of all people or is it not? I believe John, it is. May I jump in here for 30 the, seconds sorry, on health care? I'm sorry, Governor. We've got to take a break or the machine breaks down. <laughs> he always comes up You're to watching the, the it's, it's a commercial it's, uh, every time O'Malley wants to talk. Yeah. We have to take a commercial, and O'Malley. After your inauguration, that, that, you will that's face how a they crisis. plan it. All yeah. like, oh, O'Malley wants to talk commercial what break. What crisis have you experienced in your life that suggests you've been tested and can face that inevitable challenge? Secretary Clinton, you first. <clears throat> well, when well, my, well husband... my husband really likes cigars <laughs> and women other than myself. Uh... And 9-11. <laughs> what were you going to say, Mick? Oh, you were pointing at Donald Trump's tweet? Oh, Jesus. Hillary and Sanders are not doing well, but what... Hillary and Sanders are not doing well, but what is the failed former mayor of Baltimore doing on that stage? O'Malley's a clown. <laughs> Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Donald Trump calling anybody a clown. Like, I know. the irony in that yeah. is. <laughs> wow. I, and, and, he, and he talks about stuff in a circus like way, you know? <laughs> we'll have gold plated ceiling fans. It'll be really terrific. <laughs> it'll be <laughs> so amazing all... and terrific. You'll, it'll be unbelievable. There yeah. are so many. I don't know where to start. <laughs> 
I guess the uh, one well, I, I would pick is um, the fact that I was part of a very small group that had to advise the president about whether or not to go after bin Laden. I spent a lot of time in the Situation Room uh, as Secretary of State, and there were many very difficult uh, choices presented to us, but probably that was the most uh, challenging because there was no certainty attached to it. Uh, the intelligence was by no means absolute. Uh, we had all kinds of uh, questions that we discussed, and you know, at the end, uh, I recommended to the President that we take uh, the chance uh, to do what um, we could to find out whether that was bin Laden and to finally uh, bring him to justice. Um, it was yeah, she's an the one who excruciating told the experience. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. talk to anybody about it. In fact, after it happened, the president called my husband. He called all the former presidents and he said to Bill, well, I, I assume Hillary's told you about this. And Bill oh, said, no. Oh, you're on a first name no, basis with hasn't. him, huh? Um, there was nobody to talk to and it, it really did give me an insight into the very difficult problems President see, faced. See, Governor I don't leak state crisis. secrets to anybody. I don't do anything yeah. that's not above board. I didn't even tell my I don't husband, even talk to my husband we were going to kill it. Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Proves that you're tested. John, I don't think that there is a crisis at the state or local level that really you can point to and say, therefore, I am prepared for the sort of crises that any man or woman who is the commander in chief of our country has to deal with. But I can tell you this. I can tell you that that as a mayor and as a governor, I learned certain disciplines which I believe are directly applicable to that very, very uh, uh, powerful and most important of all jobs in the United States president whose first and primary duty is to protect the people of our country, you learn that threats always change. You learn to create uh, a security cabinet. You learn to create feedback mechanisms. You learn to constantly evaluate and understand the nature of the threats that you are being faced with. I have been tried under many different emergencies, uh, and uh, I can tell you that in each of those emergencies, whether they were uh, inflicted by, by drug Whoa. gangs, whether they were natural one? emergencies, Name one. I knew how to lead and I knew how to govern because I know how to manage manage people in a crisis and be very clear about the goal of protecting human life. Senator Sanders, what experience would you draw on? What's that? Go on. Is that suggesting we're going to be in a crisis if he's president? <laughs> he's like he's awfully good at them. So, yeah, Well, I think every president is going to have their crises. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to happen. He's asking for one, at least, so he can do good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> uh, I had the honor of being chairman of the U.S. Senate Committee on Veterans Affairs for two years. And in that capacity, I met with just an extraordinary group of people from World War II, from Korea, Vietnam, all of the wars. People who came back from Iraq and Afghanistan without legs, without arms. And I was determined to do everything that I could to make VA health care the best in the world, to expand benefits to the men and women who put their lives on the line to defend me. We brought together legislation supported by the American Legion, the VFW, the DAV, Vietnam Vets, all of the veterans organization, which was comprehensive, clearly the best piece of veterans legislation brought forth in decades. I could only get two Republican votes on that. Yeah, of course. We ended up with 56 votes. We needed 60. So what I had to do then is go back and start working on a bill that wasn't He's the bill that back. I wanted. Back. Sit down with people <laughs> Way like back. John McCain sit down with people like Jeff Miller, the Republican chairman of the House, and work on a bill. It wasn't the bill that I wanted, but yet it turned out to be one of the more significant pieces of veterans legislation passed in recent history. So the crisis was, I lost what I wanted, 
but I have to stand up and come back and get the best that we could. All right, Senator mm-hmm. Sanders. We end. Good answer. We've ended the evening on crisis, which underscores or reminds us again of what happened last night. Now let's move to closing statements. Governor O'Malley. John, thank you. And to all of the people of Iowa for the role that you perform in this presidential selection process. If you believe that our country's problems and the threats that we face in this world can only be met with new thinking, new and fresh approaches, then I ask you to join my campaign. Go on to martinomalley.com. No hour is too short, no dollar too small. If you, we will not solve our nation's problems by resorting to the divisive ideologies of our past or by returning to polarizing figures from our past. We are at the threshold of a new era of American progress, but it's going to require that we act as Americans based on our principles. Here at home, making an economy that works for all of us, and also acting according to our principles and constructing a new foreign policy of engagement and collaboration and doing a much better job of identifying threats before they back us into military corners. There is no challenge too great for the United States to confront, provided we have the ability and the courage to put forward new leadership that can move us to those better and safer and more prosperous days. I need your help. Thank you very, very much. I would have to disagree with him very much on only new ideas. That's that's throwing away anything that we may have learned yeah, in the that, past. That's, any uh, that's any ideas that that may have worked in the past. That's that's a bullshit answer. Well, only new been, ideas is not the answer. Would we it need have been all ideas. better we need, if he said we need, we need good fresh ideas. ideas. We need. Yeah, well, fresh ideas, sure, but but to but to completely disregard any old ideas yeah. is bullshit. I mean, <laughs> it, it's not it's not only new ideas that are going to fix things. I guess I wasn't taking that that comment he made as saying we need to scrap everything and go with only new ideas. As saying, hey, we need an alternative ideas. Hey, we've been going this long with this ideas, and it's not always working great. We need some new ideas that might. Sure, but I, I think he would have been better served to say we need to evaluate all ideas, both mm-hmm. old and new, and see which is best. Secretary, Secretary Clinton. Well, thank you very much to oh, they're letting uh, Bernie close CBS it, huh? and everyone here this evening for giving us mm. another chance uh, to appear before you. That's unusual. Um, yeah. I've heard a lot about me uh, in this debate, and Happy I'm going to keep talking and thinking about all of you. Uh, because ultimately, I think the president's job uh, is to do everything possible, everything that she can do to lift up oh, the nice people move. of this country, starting nice with our children and moving forward. I've spent my entire life, since I started as a young lawyer for the Children's Defense Fund, trying to figure out how we can <laughs> even seven. the odds for so many people in America, this great country of ours, who are behind, who don't have a chance. And that's what I will do as your president. I will work my heart out. I need your help. All of you in Iowa, I need you to caucus for me. Please go to HillaryClinton.com and be part of making this country what we know it can and should be. Work my heart out, I guess, is a lot better than work my ass off. Yeah, yeah. This country today has more income and wealth inequality than any (laughs) major country on earth. We have a corrupt campaign finance system dominated by super PACs. We are the only major country on earth that doesn't guarantee health care to all people. We have the highest rate of childhood poverty. 
and we're the only country in the world, or virtually the only country, doesn't guarantee paid family and medical leave. That's not the America that I think we should be. But in order to bring about the changes that we need, we need a political revolution. Millions of people are going to have to stand up, turn off the TV, get involved in the political process, and tell the big money interest that we are taking back our country. Please go to BernieSanders.com. Please become part of the political revolution. Thank you. You got the biggest response at the end. Yeah, I think so. All right, back with some final thoughts in a moment. And that's all she wrote. I know. I I I I like Bernie. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not be biased towards him, but each time he comes out and I love Bernie. I think talks, he's, I, I think like he's a great guy. I think he's the best candidate running. I don't think he had as strong a performance in this debate as he did in the prior one. Yeah, I, I think I think he'll see a sort of steady but slow decline. Might it have also out. had anything to do with less per everybody? Being less prepared for this debate with the on with what happened the day of the debate. Well, I mean, they talked about that. I mean, they they said that they were going to switch gears and talk about that a lot, but I mean, they really didn't talk about it. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying as, that that beforehand they probably thing. knew. Hey, we're going to be talking about these subjects, not the actual questions, but these are the yeah. subjects we're going to be talking about. And then you get to the debate, like, oh well, wait, we're scrapping these subjects and we're going to talk about these. Well, I I mean, the, the, I, I, we don't these, know if that happened. The these that you're talking about was just the Paris attack, and they didn't really, they didn't really focus on that necessarily for this debate. Well, I think I mean, that was it was part of the debate, but they didn't. Yeah, that wasn't the sole focus and, or, and, the, or and, the main focus. By and just means. like in any debate, all the candidates, you know, took two seconds to respond to the question and then turned it to their talking points anyway. Yeah, but here's where I think Hillary starts to take a real big. I think. I think. I think. Sanders will start to see a slow and steady decline and Hillary will start to see that slow and steady increase from here on out. And this is where the non-answers really make an impact because, uh, you know, a large majority of the base of voters are really not that educated, you know, typically speaking, you know, they're not going to sit down like we do and watch every bit and analyze all this stuff. These just vote. And so what they're hearing is Donald Trump's repeating everything he's already said. And we've already seen the change happen from somebody who, well, the Republicans like, well, he's not a career politician. That was their big grab. Mm-hmm. Now they're tired of hearing all the stuff he's said a million times over, and they switch to the only other non-career politician. And Ben Carson saw a major spike. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen, too. Now Bernie Sanders is starting to repeat the stuff he said. Doesn't make it any less important. All of this, all the stuff he came out and was honest about that gave him the summer surge that he had is critical stuff, but and that's the thing that, that really boosted him into mainstream attention. But the fact that Hillary's been giving non-answers this whole time allows her to become the fresh new face when she starts to at least add a few things here and there later on the campaign when Bernie is all, only going to be repeating the stuff he's already said and people are going to get tired of that. Uh, well, this is only their second debate, too, though. In... in- and I think a lot. Of, yeah. I think in the first debate, there's a heavy bias towards Hillary going into it from oh, it, it, not only the networks and everything. Hillary, yeah. Uh, but I, because I mean, even even afterwards, with the way the polls went, everybody's like, "No, Bernie fucking killed it, ki- killed it." But all depends the all on, depends all, on which polls. But 
I mean, all the online polls, all the polls that were done. I saw, some, I I I saw some that were 89% Hillary. Yes, but those were the ones that were coming from the news. The news stations were reporting one thing when if you go to their website, it was reporting something completely fucking different. Yeah, all of the people who Fine. actually want, all of the, all of the people who watched the debate had Bernie in the lead by yeah. huge margins. But the next day they go, oh, Hillary wins. But it's like, well, yeah. wait, last night, according to everything after the debate was over with, uh, from all the Facebook polls, the CNN poll, the MSNBC polls, had Bernie fucking winning by a substantial number. And now today, after you get to, figure out who you want to win the politician you get to go well no hillary wins yeah it's like well i i think social media and everywhere else fucking disagrees with that mm-hmm. and i think i saw there's a lashback from it too like well fucking cnn's polling for hillary because of that shit that was going on mm-hmm. yeah, i don't think well, we'll i don't see, think o'malley I mean, did himself any favors tonight i don't think he'll i don't think he really see his numbers go up at all hurt himself i I don't. I, I don't dislike the guy totally. I mean, he didn't get as much I, I don't time tonight. Either. Either. I, I think. I, I. I mean, I like O'Malley. I think he's got some good ideas, but I don't think he. He. He didn't stand out in tonight's debate nearly as much as. He yes, did in the I mean, debate. some people thought he really did based on some of the tweets and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think but if I mean, you're a fan of him, you probably think he did pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess it depends. I mean, I, and I, even I on the live standings, he was increasing the whole debate. I mean, yeah, I don't from, think it'll be enough to knock him out this time. No. So one thing I noticed about this debate tonight is that Bernie Sanders did not refer to himself in the third person uh-huh. even once. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Which I've criticized him before. For, right. I've, yeah. I've criticized him before for doing that. But then as I thought about it, I thought, that's actually a really good ploy because for people who who have no idea who he is, right. he's referring to himself his name in the to third person. Yeah, he's he's getting yeah, his exactly. name out there more often. Mm-hmm. Right? So I I was I was actually looking to hear him refer to himself in the third person tonight and say doesn't need to I was wrong before because that's yeah. actually a good political ploy but he didn't, but, he uh, didn't do that I honestly he think Bernie has yeah. the millennials vote yeah as long as they vote yeah I think yeah that's the thing I, I mean I think I think I agree he's got the he's got the younger the younger vote it, it, we're, we're still up against we're still up against that perennial problem of the fucking baby boomers that are uh, you know, perpetually uneducated the people who actually turn out and actually vote. Yeah, well, they're, they're perpetually active, perpetually uneducated, bigot, racist assholes who have nothing better to do <laughs> than to show up and talk and and vote for Ben Carson and Donald Trump. Ben because Car- I these don't understand guys, how Ben Carson is still a thing. I don't know. Well, because they're saying the shit that all the fucking stupid boomers want to like hear. He's so fucking crazy, and he and lies dumb. about. Everything and he's so fucking yeah. dumb. But boobers don't talk about what he's talking about. They no, talk no, no. about how he speaks. He's, he's right. So he's likable and he's kind. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And that's exactly right. I and he believes in the God. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's any Republican, but yeah, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I had a. I, I was telling you about that guy at work that gets all of his political advice from me, basically, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know. He doesn't watch any of the debates, but he's yeah. like, "Oh, how'd it go? This and that." We talk about that. He knows I'm an atheist. He, he's he's a he's a TBM and and but but open minded in in the right way. In the TBM good way. being true believing, true, true believing Mormon, Mormon but, yeah. but but open to listening. Yeah, he 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 recognizes that there are other views out there, and he thinks that's okay, and yeah. you know all that kind of stuff. It's just, I mean, we have constructive conversations and this kind of thing. Um, he has absolutely no idea what's going on politically. He's like, I don't know, mid twenties, probably. He's a good guy, but uh, after the last Republican debate, he IM'd me at work, and he's like, "Well, so I've been hearing a bunch about this Ben Carson guy. What do you think about him?" 
and I said, "Well, <laughs> from a joke, yeah, he was I, my pick to be the less, <laughs> to be the least bad." <laughs> I did not tell him that, <laughs> but I said, "You know, I mean, you know, I I said, who did you hear that from? The guy that thinks that the pyramids were." ancient grain storage silos <laughs> you know i'm like i'm like the guy is not the brightest bulb and you know he's not the brightest bulb that's yeah. my take and and then he shot back well that's funny you say that because he's this neurosurgeon who pioneered separating conjoined twins and all this all the talking points that he got from his republican parents right which but yeah. this is the kind of shit right these are very uninformed people who have never watched anything yeah. who are getting all this information second and third and fourth hand and then they're going out and showing up at the polls yeah. and well then you get to ask the problem. him uh, how many times did your parents let you know of that he left Sponges in someone's brain. <laughs> it yeah, may have only well, been it may have only been three, but I think one's too many. Have they yeah. spoken to you about all of the malpractice suits? Yeah, I, I did mention PSA. that, and he said, "Well, you know, it's a too happy culture, and any doctor you investigate no. at any time is going to have a lot of those. Y- y- you well, leave shit in someone's brain." It's you deserve to sue their ass. Well, I, you know, I didn't go into that, but I, I mean, what what I said to that was, you know, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're gonna find a uh, you know certain amount of malpractice suits for any doctor. Yeah, that's probably true. But what you need to do, buddy, is go watch some of his clips, see some of the stuff he's actually said, not pertaining to medicine, and then decide for yourself because this guy is a fucking moron who's yeah. out of his mind. Yeah. He pretends to be stabby. Oh, I was I was wondering what that gesture was. I'm like, are you? T- is that a signal to Matt or something? Like, I didn't know what that meant either. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know he, when he's talking. You mean? No, he pretended to pull a knife on somebody. Oh, said oh yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. When he was, oh yeah, to back all, it up or something. When he was 13, he stabbed yeah. a kid and a belt buckle saved his life. Thank you, God. Yeah, yeah all that stuff. God yeah. for the GOP. <laughs> That's gonna be a rap. Bunch of horseshit. But yeah, but that's the this is the problem with the Republicans. I wonder if his mom's is, is his mom passed away? She has to have passed away because otherwise they could go bullshit on the rest of his stories. Because the only <laughs> they can't call bullshit on are the times he's tried to kill his mom. <laughs> the only reason why he could lie this much is because his mom is dead. Am well, I no. right? <laughs> well, like uh, parts of the book are the times where he said he's taking a frying pan and try to beat his mom over the head with a frying pan and shit. It's like, well... Maybe she has a sponge in her brain. <laughs> she probably <laughs> does. <laughs> because they haven't been able to, like, refute that one because it's like, well, let's ask Ben Carson's mom. It's always been, hey, let's talk to the people who went to school with. Let's see if they can, anybody can back I, us up. I think I recall seeing something that the, that the press wanted to talk to her and she was like, no, 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 no. Ben's a good boy. Ben's a good boy. <laughs> he may fib. He may fib, but he's a good boy. No, no, no. I don't talk to you. But, but that's a good point. <laughs> does it even matter, really? I mean, after yeah. all the it other does, stuff, I mean, there's well, enough credibility issues there that that is problematic. Well, if the more you can take away from his credibility, I think it does matter a little bit because the only thing that he has to run off of is this book publicity tour right now that he put up before he fucking ran for president yeah. to kind of show who he is and his character and how he relates people. people. He has no political out of the history. Woodwork and asking me to why run else for did president. he? Why else did he put that fucking book out right when he decided to run for president? Yeah, and 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 that's a that's a at least been partially discredited it has but he won't admit to it hundreds of thousands of people tell me and in in the republican talking point we'd be like oh it's just it's just hype they're just attacking him for no reason it's like no he fucking lied yeah it's bullshit yeah well thank you for tuning in everybody yeah uh next week we will maybe be taking a week off we might oh it's it's, it's, yes we will it's thanksgiving yeah yeah we'll 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 be we'll be off next week. 
Didn't we decide that? Yeah, I think we decided that. It's if, only nine thirty right now. If we didn't decide oh, that, you'll nice. find out. Yeah, you'll 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 find out fairly soon yeah. or next week. <laughs> yeah, we dare you to try to download next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as always, you can reach us at godlessrevolution at gmail.com. Gmail. You can send us a text or leave us a voicemail at 33081-REBEL. Oh, I was going to sing it with you. <laughs> oh, sorry. You man. just went straight to Rebel. <laughs> you can Twitter our twatter at TGR Podcast. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at Godless Revolution. And let us know if you have any questions for us, any show ideas. Questions! Uh, anything that you think we got wrong. Wrong! I don't want to I don't want to believe wrong things or yeah. or know that I'm spouting wrong things that other people may be wrong. pick up on <laughs> other people may pick up and run with. Like I, I want to believe good good and true things. Yeah. So if I, am, if I am wrong, please let me know. I, I value constructive criticism very, very much because yeah. I don't want to be wrong about things. And and I was I, I was I was I was and I actually cherish those moments when somebody tells me <laughs> oh, yeah. that I am wrong yeah. because then they have they have shown me that what I am doing or saying is wrong, and then I won't continue doing this wrong thing. <laughs> and I, I was I was sitting at home today and thinking, today's episode eighty. Uh huh. We are coming up on a very large number. Episode eighty. All right, all right. I'm done hair meddling, you guys. <laughs> we are very steadily ap- approaching episode one hundred. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a milestone. It's a good one. I think so. I say people should write into us with ideas they might want us to do for a hundredth episode. Episode. <laughs> episode. <laughs> or episode. Hundredth episode. <laughs> I mean. It awesome. can be whatever was... you want. Give what, us whatever you want. Give us. You want, I'm, us, I'm, you I'm want us to sit in a in a sackcloth and ashes and smear dung all over ourselves we'll do it. like Kevin Swanson wants to do, dude? Now, or, now we're gonna have votes for that, or or just just well, they won't be able to know if we actually did. It's a fucking podcast; they can't see. <laughs> I'm totally sitting in sackcloth and ashes, Hell, smearing dung on myself. I, I've been sitting in my own feces for two days. You don't even know, do you? You Ted I, Nugent, I no. <laughs> but no. Like, whatever questions, write us questions, and we'll maybe, if we can get enough questions, do a 100th episode where we answer, can answer nothing but, like, viewer questions. Sure. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'd like that. Not viewer, listener questions, because we, <laughs> once again, like I stated, we're not on, this is an yeah. audio listener format. questions! Uh. <laughs> you said you were done. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> liar. <laughs> You're a liar, sir. I was done! <laughs> All right. Well, we will catch you all next time, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Have fun. Bye. 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 Oh, and yeah. have a have a great holiday. Bye. Bye. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Have a nice Thanksgiving, y'all. And if you're not in the United States, have a good next week. Yeah. <laughs> good. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Yes, that means.